When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating globe skeptics, globe versus skeptic, and we're starting right now with Howard's opening statement. Thanks for being with us, Howard. The floor is all yours. Oh, I, you must want me to play your video. Is that what you're signaling? Okay, got you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just waiting for you. And please make sure the volume and the full screen. Thanks. You got it. Here I go, starting your video. Uh, two seconds. There seems to be a... That's weird. I, I had it loaded earlier. Uh, all right. Here we go, playing that video, starting right now. I don't care if you believe we've been to space or not. It's just a fact. That's not an argument. It's a fact. Many people are not so certain, probably because there seem to be many things that just don't make sense. So can sense. you shut these things from the outside? No. You can open and close it from the inside. Oh, okay, wait. On the inside, you're throwing a lever or something. Yeah, you're turning it, a knob. And it's, and it's open. Yeah. On the outside. On the outside. How do you do that? and maintain a pressure seal between them. O-ring type seals. No, you don't. With a rotating check. All our half seals are O-ring type seals. Yeah, but how, uh, 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 my, uh, my brain's up here. Let's go inside, we can see it. Okay. okay. So you have a whole series of O-rings in here and a shaft that you rotate. So, I mean, like on the space station, how many of these would you have? Yes, Howard, I've been playing it. This is why I asked if you could play it on your end, but it is playing. Uh, okay. Uh, seven, because we have seven windows. What happens if you get a leak on that? Um, are you able to hear it at all, Howard? No, I can hear it. It's just uh, me and uh, Mr. Sensible can't see it. It's okay. Okay, you want to see it as well. Okay, let me see what I can do. Then you have a leak. You just have a leak. And, and, and what you would do you is... You lose air. Yeah, you would probably seal the whole cupola off. And then uh, there's probably a plan. I don't know off the top of my head, but there's probably a plan for replacing the, the mechanism. might require a spacewalk. Look, just because astronauts practice in swimming pools and have shot scenes in darkness to give the effect of outer space, I get it. It doesn't necessarily prove that they haven't really been, though it does cause many people to lose faith in their broadcasts as just seeing how difficult they find coming out and how they can't even get a grip. Never mind, how would they handle tools in an even more hostile environment?
So it seems sensible to remain skeptical when viewing secondary information. Voyager's cameras afforded scientists spectacular close-up views of the Great Red Spot. A storm three times the uh, day. The, it's playing over your voice, uh, so I don't know if you're able to see that or hear that. That's. I'm good. Matter of Earth raging in Jupiter's atmosphere. Voyager atmospheric scientist Dr. Andrew Ingersoll. The Great Red Spot is a counterclockwise rotating storm, sort of like a hurricane that has persisted for over three centuries. Subconsciously frustrated, maybe from following hypocrisy. This is a real video. I don't care if you think it's not a real video. And this video debunks the claim that water cannot stick to the outside of something and that water always finds its own level. Sadly, fanatics that get triggered when you don't share their beliefs tend to resort to ridicule rather than acknowledge that the infamous blue marble image from 2002 and 2007 share the exact same cloud patterns because they were made using Photoshop and anyone can take a snippet of a map, add a few effects to get the same result as Robert Simmon, who openly admitted that he had to stitch photos together onto a spherical vector. It is Photoshopped, but it's, it's, it has to be. Photoshop doesn't mean fake. How many times do I have to say that? And although the convincing Simon says to believe their own websites state that they're all composite images and animations. Here we don't even see one cloud change shape, size, or location. But let's compare with other official this footage and see how they depict our reality. West uh, satellite. Yeah, little wiggle here and there, but not really what you'd expect over one and a half days. And why are all the clouds we so have bright at night? The goes East satellite. This is the Discover satellite. There's no wiggle whatsoever there. Oh, and look, here the clouds are dark um, again. So this is this is the Himawari Eight, which is in also geostationary uh, orbit. You claim it's a fact, yet you can't provide one photo of a whole country. I don't need to right now. You can't even take the challenge to find a real photo of a whole country and then try and backdate it, like I said. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Howard. Take a look at this. This is Shanghai in China from 2013 to 2018. Just a five-year difference and quite a change. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. You've proved my point exactly. We only see real photos from things flying above us in high altitude because if there really were thousands of satellites in space, we would have an endless supply of photos from every angle since the 60s, daytime and night, to compare the changes in vegetation, construction and lighting. But when you zoom in, there's nothing to see but distortion. And I'm surprised that anyone would be able to sleep with that kind of intensity. Most people don't like to admit that we're open to suggestion, especially when we're relaxed and distracted from thinking critically. Your name is, ma'am? Huh? What is your name, please? Cool. Fine. It's what happens all the time. And your name is? Yeah. Hypnotists and marketing companies know that we're easily led to arrive at their desired conclusion with little persuasion. Sometimes we're lured to focus on one thing to cause us to ignore another. Just the idea of spinning on a globe 
subconsciously were spiraling in three different ways. And as there are multinational YouTube characters asking you to trust them and follow what they're saying, which tends to promote the faith in the official narratives, many people like my myself instead recommend making your Shouldn't this be the dark side as the sun is behind it? Please do make the observation after sunset and uh, compare results. What? Where are you getting that the sun would be behind it? The sun is behind you as it's set and Venus is in front of you. After the sunset, you can see Venus in the blue sky when the sun's setting behind it and it's very clearly bright and it's flickering like the stars. Okay, yes, the sun is sometimes setting behind Venus, but because of how bright Venus is and how far away it is and the fact that our eyes can't resolve it, it still appears as a bright star to us. Neither the sun nor the moon are flickering uh, like we see the stars flickering. So yeah, please do check out Venus. The flickering is a funny one. I would suggest that this is down to the poor focus in the clip that Howard is using here from his camera. Sadly, even after they're caught lying, they'll still keep making excuses, resorting to obsolete explanations, and claim that anyone that disagrees with them is just less intelligent or using the wrong equipment. But we can observe both the moon change its path over a month and the different locations that the sun moves through our sky over a year. But we don't see any change in the path that the stars take. They seem to follow the exact same path each night, every month, even after thousands of years, which should cause people to question the heliocentric model, especially as you look further out to the constellations seen above the equator. This is an open source investigation, yet most people choose to not take part even when there's so much to win. 10,000 I offered, and you had nothing to lose. Seeing that we never lose landscape due to curvature at water level should be enough reproducible evidence for you to become a globe skeptic. But sadly, many will just mock and censor the inquiry to preach calculations and you diagrams. You can leave. Bye-bye then, dickhead. Bye. Oh, well. What should we do now then? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I was I was going to bust out. Uh, I was I was going to bust out the the old Polaris and the trigonometry and get him to tell us why the trigonometry was wrong. But you know, at the end of the day, he he clearly doesn't want to listen. This is a nice little diagram here, which means that we're seeing things uh, that should be in the sky, right? For example, here we're seeing things that should be in the sky a little bit lower down. And if I show some uh, pictures of that, um, I'm, I'm not going to do a whole lecture on it. But if I this was my PowerPoint. This is what I prepared for old uh, Howard. Who, uh... Okay, I told you, Howard, we can't play content from other people's channels without permission. Oh, I've got permission. I've got written permission. Don't worry. So it's at nine minutes right now. And there's a woman uh, dancing in the water, just so you know where we are in the video. Could you go back just a few seconds? And, and I've, I've, otherwise, I've missed something. 
I hadn't. Uh, if you have permission to show it's other people's content, you have to send that to me beforehand. I'm I'm not gonna just trust you on this because I've had too many people get his copyright strikes. But it, it's uploaded on my bro- just after his um, uh, his. It's at nine thirty right now. If you pull up the video and I've jump to nine thirty, you'll know where it is. This re- is why I told you re- you should be playing your own video, Howard, and stop talking yeah. over me. Stop talking Sorry. over me, Howard. You can start talking when I get done talking. Okay. Okay. So it's at nine thirty. My reproducible observation at water level showing 20 miles is just a little bit before this, please. Howard, you can either be done with your opening statement or we can start from 9.30. I'm not sure where my text is, but I'll, I'll just go on, yeah, whatever. All right. I can admit that seeing streetlights 20 miles away at water level doesn't necessarily prove that there isn't 80 meters of curvature like we're told that light bends which allows us to see further than we should. But can you admit that the observable evidence does conflict with what we're taught to believe? Because it's not just a pretty sight to the naked eye either. When renowned journals publish their findings from having measured over 100 kilometers because they can't find any sign of the surface of the earth bending, especially when military can hit a target over 100 miles away, helicopters can hover indefinitely, and the official documentation for pilots defines the ground as level and stationary. Though people like to pretend it's taken out of context, the Red Bull skydive shows the yeah, horizon every, high level, every no lens. ocean, no rotation, yeah, every hour. So, so there, there is some distortion. Yes. Yeah, and when flying, take note how far you can see and check the math, you'll realize that you can see much further than you should be able to. Surely light doesn't bend the same as when you're at water level. Regardless of your height and position and the light force, it seems a bit far-fetched. And when mainstream media is telling you not to do your own research, it might be good to remember that we are prone to conform when under pressure from authority and the majority, especially when they're using techniques like slander, satire, or shame to make an example of people that expose and help Uh, discourage others from dare to question because regardless of how you calculate it curvature cannot be seen or even measured we can demonstrate differences in perspective and angular resolution we can demonstrate different optical illusions due to various atmospheric conditions but when the visibility is at best we're not able to point out the geometric horizon as we tend to see much further than we should be able to And there really is no point preaching beliefs or claiming to know the whole story because we're all missing parts of the puzzle and may never be able to see the whole picture. But at least we could be more aware of how our beliefs can be so influenced by multiple influences or even one source multiple times. So I find it weird that we still trust news reporters and celebrities when they're clearly reading off a script for their income. And when just a thermometer and a magnifying glass can help you manipulate the effect, which will refute the idea that the moon is reflecting sunlight because it chills water or wet surfaces within just half an hour. Because even the most unbelievable primary observation will always be up for debate with mathematical equations and complicated explanations. So I wish to end the debate or at least change the topic of discussion 
to be more about the method and behaviors applied from each worldview, as not only does divide and conquer allow the culprits to escape punishment, it also provokes fanaticism, blind faith, and leads to violence and hatred due to the frustration and insecurity for not actually having anything to support the movement that one is part of, which causes us to deny practical experiments and even personal experience for ideas that conflict with common sense and other naturally observed phenomena. And often the sheer admiration of authoritative figures cause us to increasingly ignore conundrums and contradictions, making us even more open to suggestion because we lose our own focus and self-confidence by reacting on emotion instead of stopping to think. So much that we give permission to a select few to maintain and prevent us from making new discoveries for our own safety. Did we vote for this? Well, technically, yes, because silence is compliance. So please do help spread the word, because even if the intentions are somehow considered good at heart, people are often mistaken and shouldn't have the opportunity to mess things up for everyone else, while also making us feel guilty and ashamed for their careless mistakes and experiments, especially considering that the sun may not be where nor what we've been taught to believe. It just seems like there are more constructive ways that we could be tackling this worldwide disagreement, especially knowing how pointing out differences only adds Done. fuel to the fire. Clueless, idiotic, incompetent, stupid, obnoxious, ridiculous are all words and expressions that you can use to describe many, many flat earthers. Yeah, most of the people in this photograph aren't even flat earthers or globe sceptics. They're my friends, because we remain respectful and compassionate, even if I no longer share their beliefs, and likewise, if some of them don't share my doubts. We'll still show love to each other, because we're not fanatical. But sadly, many are, and they can't see the truth due to having reinforced the ideas that were implanted at such a young age. And meanwhile, we might be guarding our own imprisonment behind invisible bars. Sadly, we missed my primary observation of 20 miles, but it's on my channel if anyone wants to see it. Thank you. You got it. And with that, we are going to jump into Mr. Sensible's opening statement as well. Want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from, whether you be Flat Earth, Globe Earth, Globe skepticism, you name it. We're glad you are with us. And with that, thanks so much, Mr. Sensible. The floor is all yours. Well, thank you. Let me just uh, try and get set up to share screen, if I can. Hopefully, you is bet. that sharing? Yep, crystal clear. So I've got just the big photo of the boat, yeah? That's right. Okay. Um, let me just get straightened out and go to my notes. Uh, right. Well, first of all, it's interesting that uh, Howard says he is a globe sceptic because that's quite an easy position to try and take, i.e. you've just got to try and disprove the globe. You haven't got to try and prove anything else. Although in his one of his emails, and uh, he mentioned that he is making the positive claim. So I was quite interested at that. Anyway, so I will actually show a whole bunch of proofs for a globe. 
this first one is one that we've all seen, ships going over the horizon. Perfect explanation with the globe. The bottom of that ship is hidden beyond the horizon because the earth, or the sea in this case, is curving down away from you. Likewise with this one. There's no way perspective can explain that. The hiding of the hull and yet still showing the masts and even the rigging. It doesn't work with perspective. That cannot explain it. And once again, another container ship. The entire very large container ship is hidden, but the smaller containers aren't. We can explain that with a globe. You can't explain that with an uh, with another shape. I'm having to stop myself from saying flat earth because you're not saying flat earth, are you, Howard? Um, we can measure the curve of the horizon. Here's a couple of images from MC Toon's excellent website, mctoon.net. Uh, this guy, because I don't think this was Toon that did it, has got four straight edges um, levelled up with each other with a gap in between them. He then lines them up with the horizon and takes a photo. So you can see the, hor the um, horizon of the ocean between those levels. And then when you look and squeeze the image left to right, compress it, straight edges remain straight, but the horizon shows a curve because it's curved. Another old favourite, Lake Pontchartrain. You can see the power mast getting shorter, apparently shorter, as they are further away from you due to perspective. But you can also see that they are dropping top and bottom around the curve. Again, perfect explanation with the globe, with the ocean following the curve of the Earth. No explanation otherwise given by any other belief. Now, we can show that water is curved. This is a tow tank at Southampton University, used for testing models of ships. Uh, they, they put waves along the machine and so on. What you can see is the gantry, which tows the model of the ship. It runs on the rails. You can see one on each side of the tank. Now, that gantry must remain perfectly, perfectly the same distance above the surface of the water, along the entire length of the tank, in this case, 138 metres. Otherwise, it's pushing the model in or pulling it out of the water. Those rails are adjustable. They're adjustable so that they're the same height above the surface of the water. Along that 138 metres, there's a curve. The sagitta, the hump, if you like, is 0.6 millimetres. Sorry, 0.6 millimetres. So basically, it's following the curve of the surface of the water, which has, uh, which is level to the gravitational equipotential. Uh, sunsets, <laughs> that is the go-to uh, and most easy thing to, to witness, to evidence that something is hiding the bottom of the sun. Because if you have a circle, it goes further and further away, it gets smaller in all directions, left, right, top to bottom. But in this case, the bottom disappears behind the curve. Eclipses. We've got the explanation with the moon orbiting around the Earth, Earth orbiting around the sun, the moon gets in between. So we get an eclipse. We get the shadow. We see the, the shadow of the moon falls on the Earth. The same with lunar eclipses. And even better, we can actually see the curve of the shadow of the Earth. We've been up to have a look. In 1946, uh, yeah, 1946, uh, a V-2 rocket was sent up from White Sands in the US. This was the first image of the Earth from space. 
there was no CGI. There was no Photoshop. Uh, what I want to show next is a very short clip of film. Uh, where are we? One second. Very short clip of film. Here we go. This was taken in 12th, 12th May 1959 from a Thor missile. It's shot with 16 millimeter film. Again, no CGI, no Photoshop. That is physical film that was taken that was used to produce that imagery. If I go back to my photos, all right, so white sands. Uh, this is an image of the sun. And it's not an ordinary image taken with photons, you know, with an ordinary camera. This was taken with neutrinos. As neutrinos were detected, it built up an image of the sun, which you might think, well, that's not a very good image. That was taken from about a kilometre underground. Neutrinos stream and pass through just about everything. You need a special detector. Those detectors are placed underground. So the neutrinos streaming from the sun, which is the, the vast source of neutrinos that we receive, pass through the ground, detected in the tank, and they built up that image over quite a number of days. The really interesting thing is, oh, and here is a, the, the Super Camio Cande neutrino detector. As I said, about a kilometre underground, it contains over 50,000 tonnes of ultra-pure water and is lined with those detectors. As neutrinos strike atoms uh, in the tank, they produce Cherenkov um, radiation, which is detected. The really interesting thing is those neutrinos come in three flavors, electron, neutron, sorry, electron, muon, and tau, and they can flip between flavors. They flip mostly when they pass through the entire Earth. They get the most energetic neutrinos in the middle of the night, and they're streaming from the sun through the entire Earth from below, which you can't explain unless that Earth is a 3D shape. Uh, and of course, you mentioned satellites. We've put up endless satellites. These are Starlink satellites. I've seen them myself. Absolutely astonishing thing to see a stream of lights going across the sky. And they were never, ever seen before the first launch of Starlink satellites. Satellites are up there. And lots of people know that because we have satellite dishes pointing at the, the, the satellite TV um, broadcasters. Those ones are at the equator. They point directly upwards towards the plane where the satellites are orbiting. But at different parts of the Earth, your satellite dishes point at different angles to hit the same satellite, and that conforms to the surface of a sphere. Storm patterns. Coriolis, because of the rotation of the globe Earth, we get storm, storms rotating one direction north of the equator, the other direction south of the equator. Perfect explanation with a globe Earth and Coriolis, a globe Earth rotating with Coriolis, no explanation for any other shape of the Earth. Now, we do know that the ISS is real, and this is where I want to play a clip of film. This is my film. Uh, one second... If I can find the darn thing again. Sorry, one sec. Uh, uh, I can't see my video. You just bear with me a second. Oh, here we go. 
I'll just let this play for, it's two minutes long. Oh, my guess is it probably has audio, right? Sorry? It probably has audio on the video, right? Yeah, I'm playing audio. Is it not coming through? Oh, okay. So when you one quick thing is when you hit share screen, you'll also you'll also have to in addition to clicking on which window you want to share, you'll have to click there's a little checkbox that'll say do you wish to share audio as well? That'll be like at the bottom of the selection of windows that you can choose to share from. So if you unshare for a second and then uh, and I can even okay. I can even do uh, that on my side. So once right. you hit, so just share again. Yep. And then once you see the window that lets you choose which window you want to share computer sound. Got exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Let's try that again then. Uh, let's go back. Yeah. Is it going to let me play again? Here we go. This was the predictions from Heavens Above website of the ISS passing over my location. The entry we're interested in is 27th of March, maximum magnitude of minus 3.8, starting approximately 10 degrees above the horizon at 19.40 and 34 seconds. So this shows the predicted path with the ISS starting at 19.40 in a few seconds where the yellow dot is, heading directly upwards past the moon and past Venus. So let's see what we actually saw. Well, it's the 27th of March, 7pm. You might just be able to hear the clock going. Well, it's just stopped, the village clock. Um, that's the moon, and directly above it is Venus. Um, as I said, it's 7 o'clock now, and in about 38 minutes, the ISS is going to rise, uh, and it's going to be going virtually vertical past the moon and past Venus. Well, it's 7.23 now. My daughter's here. Well, you can barely see. My daughter's here doing a test with her camera and we've got the moon just there and Venus just above. We've now got about 16 and a half minutes until the ISS comes up. Uh, I don't know if show up or not. There it is. I've got it on my camera as well. Oh. Yeah, got it on mine now. Yeah. Uh, just approaching the moon. Got a flicker to come past some branches. That is the ISS going past the moon now. And it's heading up towards Venus. Fabulous. On an ordinary Samsung Galaxy phone. So all these idiot flat earthers that think it's a how could that have been predicted weeks in advance to within a few seconds? It's approaching Venus now. It's getting brighter. I think it reaches maximum magnitude of minus 3.8 in a couple minutes time. But this is perfect conditions, having the Moon and Venus to be markers for it. Nothing fancy. Okay, so that was the ISS. Um, we've also, of course, been to the moon. Here's a photo of astronaut Buzz Aldrin on the moon, taken by Neil Armstrong at Tranquility Base. 
But they took photos of the Earth as well. We've all seen those. You might claim that they're fake, of course. But the interesting thing about this photo is his visor. In fact, that's the name of this photo, visor shot. There's a reflection in there. And some clever bod took that. He took a high, the high-resolution uh, copy of this image and he unraveled that curved image. This was the view from Buzz Aldrin. You can see the eagle, you can see Neil, you can see the flag, and you can see the earth above um, the flag. Now, that was not in any way faked, because back in those days, that photo, which was a real photo on real film, they would not have been able to pop that earth on there. No one expected to be able to do that. That was there all the time, hidden information, if you like. GPS. We all rely on GPS, whether it's for our phones or, or, or sat-navs, whatever. It works because of satellites broadcasting their location and time and your GPS device calculating exactly where you are. Um, the next thing I want to show you is MAGE. Now, MAGE was a project I have I had to send a balloon as high as I could with a non-distorting camera. Now, all cameras will have a certain amount of distortion, barrel distortion usually. Um, as you can see across the middle of, of the uh, image, uh, of the image that you take, the distortion, if it crosses, if your line crosses the centre of the image, it's not distorted is what I'm saying. If you go higher or lower, left or right, you get more and more distortion. But across the, the middle, you don't get distortion. This is MAGE, sponsored by Bob the Science Guy, Arctic Haze, and Just Shoot Me. It had three cameras. One was a wide-angle camera pointing backwards just for the view. The second was an upward-pointing camera to look at the balloon, which was also wide. But the main camera, the one pointing towards the left, towards where those strings are, was a narrow-angle, non-distorting lens. Those strings, which are spring-loaded strings, appear in its field of view. So we can see if there's distortion. This is what Mage imaged at 33 and a half kilometres. You can see a curve of the Earth. But a little higher, 35.161 kilometres, with the horizon across the centre of the screen where there's no distortion, you can see the curve of the Earth. If you compress that image left to right, it accentuates it. Now, in fact, there is some slight dis distortion. If you look at the lower string, it's, it's bowed, down, bowed down a bit. And the upper one has very, very slight distortion bowing up. But the horizon line is in between those, and yet it is much, much more curved. Can't happen if it's not the curved surface. Um, now, there were concerns about, did I fake it? So some clever bod suggested looking at satellite imagery. This was the wide-angle lens uh, from Mage, you can see towards the horizon line, so forget the fact it's curved because this is a wide-angle lens, but you can see two areas denuded of clouds, two big bare areas, and coming down the middle, a long straight area that's cloud-free. I had a look at satellite images from the same time. This was from the Met Office covering the UK. You can see just across the very west of Wales, that's center, below centre screen, you can see those two bare patches to the right of it, stretching across from Wales towards London, you can see a long bare streak. I had a look at another one, a NASA satellite, showing exactly the same. The two bare areas over uh, the sea between Wales and Ireland, and a long bare streak headed towards London. If you tilt them, you can, although it's not a perfect match because they're from totally different directions, you can see that Mage was up there. That proved that Mage really flew, but Mage proved that the satellites were really there as well. 
the main thing about all these evidences, because if you try and debunk one, okay, let's say you manage to debunk one, you've got to debunk the rest. They are a consistent set of evidences that are non-contradictory. That's the important thing. So all of those explanations fit and work together. You need to destroy them all. And I just wanted to finish off. Where is it? Where is that? Oh, yes. Sorry. It's a glow. Suck it up, princess. And I finished. Thank you. I'm not sure how I am for time, but I'm done. All right. Thank you very much for that opening. And want to let you know, folks, we are very excited to have our guests here. Want to encourage you to attack the arguments instead of the person, as always. And also want to let you know that our guests are linked in the description. <coughs> and last but not least, if you did not see it last night, it is exclusively on our podcast, namely whether or not gravity is fake, which you can see the thumbnail for on the bottom right of your screen. That is at the Modern Day Debate podcast. You don't want to miss it. That was a juicy one, so highly want to encourage you to check that one out at the podcast. And with that, thank you very much. Gentlemen, the floor is all yours for, that's right, three-minute rebuttal, starting with Howard. I've got the timer set. Howard, the three minutes is yours. So I did make a positive claim, and my claim is that skepticism is healthy and productive and that fanaticism is unhealthy and counterproductive and you've just proved me right by calling me princess and in your own video saying that we're idiots so um, we'll start off with the evidence that you've shown the first image you showed was a boat that had all mirroring at the very bottom I think that's called an inferior mirage so we don't see a clear loss of the boat, just like we don't see a clear loss of landscape at 20 miles, which sadly James skipped past when we'd already finished Conspiracy Cats' uh, information. Number two, uh, you're showing an image where there's waves that are closer, that appear higher because of the compression and the vanishing point further away. Yeah, it's to do with perspective and angular resolution. And the third um, image you showed, it, which I can't remember what it was, was level and closer. So whatever you were showing was, oh yeah, the level is closer than the background. So obviously the distortion of the background is amplified where the closer thing won't show any curve or distortion. It's kind of simple. Um, then you showed something else where other photos are showing that the horizon is an apparent location as visibility fluctuates. If we're talking about a geometrical um, horizon, then that's a fixed landmass. That shouldn't vary so much. But as we can see, we see too far, and the less um, atmospheric conditions, the further we see. You're just showing atmospheric conditions, optical illusions from atmospheric conditions. The tow tank... I, to be honest, I, I was t taking notes. It was just quite complicated. But um, you're claiming that they can measure curvature in the tow tank. Well, why was nobody able to measure curvature and sh show a reproducible photo or video when I offered 10,000 euros on national Spanish television? It went viral in South America as well. And it was over any distance. People only had to show half of the expected curvature for that distance. So if over five miles, there's supposed to be five meters of vertical drop, 
you think someone would have been able to have shown two and a half metres and won the 10 grand, but they didn't. So I'm not convinced by your tow tank stories because we don't see any loss of landscape from five miles onwards where we should see clear loss of landscape due to the vertical drop that you keep talking and chanting about. Sunsets, yeah, they vary. So that's not geometric curve, is it? And they disappear, obviously, from the bottom up because there's obviously physical obstruction. As the sun gets further away from us, land mass that's closer will obstruct it. So like everything else, things go down from above and things go up from below. It's perspective. You should know that by now, having uh, ridiculed flat earthers and globe skeptics for so long. And Eclipses time. can be explained. We've that, that was three minutes. Unless if you want, we could bump it up to four minutes. Yeah, I can try rip through all. The, I've still I've got an, everyone noted. Uh, I'll try and go faster. That's fine by me. That's fine yeah. by me. We'll do that for both sides. So we'll give you an extra minute. Go ahead. Great. Um, eclipses can be explained and predicted in not just flat models, but also um, concave models. There's lots of different models and there's applications on, I think, iTunes and Google Store that can give you all that information, that flat earth map um, or flat earth um, star, moon and sun app. And then you've got the public didn't have Photoshop. Maybe the public didn't for commercial use, but military have stuff way before we do, and government and NASA is uh, military and that, isn't it? 1959, sorry, that's barrel distortion, and it changed throughout the footage. You can see curvature, convex, concave. Uh, neutrinos, uh, I don't, I'm not preaching a model, but there's lots of ancient cultures that talk about a black sun and, you know, sound garden, black old sun, hollow earth and stuff. So, yeah, you could be measuring all sorts of radiation. And... Um, you were trying to show some uh, starlights going up. They could be drones. Uh, you were showing um, some, ah, yeah, satellites. Some satellites point up. Well, yeah, they're bouncing off the electromagnetic, uh, what you call the Van Allen belt. Uh, storms, yeah, they swirl. Golden ratio, everything in nature has spirals. And the path that they take could change because of the sun going over the equator. So it goes right and left. That's uh, it for that four minutes. If you, what I do want to do, because we can come back to these points during open discussion, but just because we agreed originally on three, I want to stick it to have it somewhat close to that without adding more time on it. Mr. Sensible, we'll give you four minutes. The floor is all yours. Okay, thank you. And I'd, I'd like to come back to some of those as well. Um, yeah, there, there were quite a few memes in your evidence, uh, Howard. Uh, I mean, the whole stuff about hypnosis, for instance, I, I, I think that's a non-starter. Uh, I didn't quite get what it was about the red spot, um, but that was when we were having issues with the sound. Um, you mentioned about stars moving. They do move, Howard. Here is Barnard's star. Photo of Barnard's star, taken over several years, is moved. That's the star with the greatest proper motion across the sky. And in fact, if we take images from Earth and from um, a, uh, a probe, this is two images from Earth and probe of a star, the probe was New Horizons, the star jumps due to parallax. Parallax is used to measure the distances to the nearest star. This is not controversial stuff. Stars move. The problem is distances. You need scale. Stars are so far away that only the very nearest ones we can see uh, movement in, and it's very, very slight. So it takes an, quite a long time. I mean, the, the plough that points to the uh, Polaris over several thousand years, that that uh, constellation will uh, distort and 
be lost, basically. Uh, there's nothing special about a constellation. Stars are not linked in any way. It's just line of sight. They're all moving. Generally, we're moving in the same direction, rotating around the centre of the galaxy, but not completely. So its scale is a big issue there. You said about the, the uh, you had a challenge. Well, I hadn't heard of the challenge before. I understand it's closed down now. Perhaps you should reopen it if you're in a position to. Uh, I'd like to hear about that. Uh, the tow tank, um, it's not a complicated thing. They, they, have to, they had to adjust the rails, and it took a couple of weeks to adjust the rails. They had to use a microscope. That's the sort of adjustments we're talking about. So if you're at one end of that tank and you photoed across the surface, being at the totally still surface, you would have a hidden height of 0.6 millimetres. It's so slight. You're not going to see it with the naked eye. Um, I'm not sure what you were talking about with the, the levels that sh uh, from MC Toon's website, where he had the image which was then compressed. The fact that something's further away does not make it distort more than something that's nearer with regard to being straight or not. Yes, you'll have uh, issues with things like going fuzzy or whatever, but um, no, the near nearness to the lens isn't going to change change that. The cold moonlight, I was so glad you mentioned that. I fail to see how you can add energy to something and make it colder. I mean, you, you'll make a fortune if you could design a light bulb that in effect shone, shone um, moonlight so you could fit it in fridges so you don't need compressors and uh, radiators at the back to, to lose heat because I don't see how you can add some energy and make things colder. Um, you also mentioned Antarctica, or there was an image of Antarctica saying exploration is forbidden. No, it isn't. I've read the Antarctic Treaty. It's about four A4 pages. It does not say you can't go there. It does say you need the permission of your government because if you get into trouble, it's rather expensive to rescue you and the responsibility would be your government. Um, and the, we do know what the sun is. The sun is a rotating sphere. Um, and there we go. There's film of the sun showing sunspots over several days. Those sunspots travel across the face of the sun. You wait long enough, they come back round again. This, this is all things that are known. There's nothing difficult there. And I'm happy to go into open discussion, to be honest. You got it. We will jump into open conversation and want to let you know, folks, as mentioned, our guests are linked in the description. We really do appreciate them. And we are very excited. As mentioned, the debate first time ever on whether or not gravity exists happened last night. That is exclusively on the podcast already. So if you didn't watch it live, you don't want to miss that one. It was a juicy one. And so with that, we will jump into open dialogue. Thanks so much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours. Yeah. So Howard, did you want to go through a couple more of those points? Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got, uh, where did I get to? Oh, you did say about, um, I, I want to pick up one thing. I didn't say Photoshop was not available to the public in whatever time. It wasn't, it just didn't exist back in 1972, for instance, when they took the original blue marble, it was not a thing and computing power wouldn't have been able to cope with anything like that back then anyway. I disagree. We could make uh, movies like uh, Superman and the Hulk. and uh, we, That wasn't we, back we as far as that. All right. And they did that space movie. What was it? Um, space Odyssey or something? 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah. That would have been yeah, with models. And, and, loads of other, and loads of other Soviet movies were made before they even went to space, showing exactly how satellites and rockets they ex ex expected would work in space. And they were right. 
well, so, did yeah. you ever see did you ever see the, the 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 imagery the film they use when talking about sputnik when that uh, launched it was a cartoon it was hand drawn image of sputnik they didn't have the the ability to carry out um or create cgi have you ever seen the film logan's run yeah can you yeah. just admit that that's a belief that is a belief. You don't know that. You're assuming that they didn't have that technology because it wasn't available to the public. So to the best of your knowledge, what, what, which is a belief, you don't I, believe I mentioned, I mentioned This is connected with it. I'm mentioning Logan's run specifically. There's a scene where his head is scanned and they produce this sort of 3D flickery image of him. That was the most advanced CGI that was available at the time. And you think of films like um, Shrek and, and all those animated films, computer animated films, those are modern films. They take hours and hours and hours to ray trace with, with farms of computers. It's not something you can do real time. Um, and it certainly wasn't available back then. I worked in IT for nearly 20 years. Uh, we started off, it was green screens. When computers first came out to that, that were purchasable, you had um, sort of, uh, you know, eight-bit computers with sixteen colours. That this is just sure the military would perhaps have more advanced stuff, but not that much more advanced that you can make photorealistic film. I disagree, and it wasn't photorealistic, was it? It was ridiculous. Did you see the footage that I shared of the uh, red, red dot of uh, Jupiter? The red spot. Well, that's filmed for, through a telescope, isn't it, or was it from a probe? I'm not sure which. Did you? Well, did you notice that the layer above the red dot was going left in black and white, but it was going right in colour? So their own imagery contradicts itself if you are... Was the rotation of the spot changed as well? Was it just not no, fl flicked I, imagery? I even labelled it on my video. I don't know if it was full screen for people to see it clearly. You could clearly see it go from uh, being clockwise to anti-clockwise back to clockwise. Well, okay, I, I, I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that. But I would say, what's that got to do with the shape of the Earth anyway? You're saying that they couldn't fake it back in the day. That's ridiculous. It's an assumption. Obviously, they can get better at faking things as technology gets better. But we, we've just seen footage of them claiming to go to Jupiter, and it was ridiculous. The red dot or spot was changing uh, from from color to black and white the size and shape and the layer above it was going flowing one way in the black and white and flowing the other way in the color this can't well, that, be ignored. those those were those were static images uh, that were uh, stacked together into a film because um voyager uh didn't contain contain film cameras it, it contained cameras and those images were sent back and then uh, tacked together Right, I'll try and explain this again, and I'm not trying to be patronising. No, no, okay? that's fine, that's fine. It's really simple. You see the red dot going counterclockwise in the grey and in the colour footage. Yet, even though the red dot is going counterclockwise in both footages, the layer above is going one way in the black and white footage and the other way in the coloured footage. So it proves by the... Counterclockwise, counterclockwise red dot in all footage, it's contradicting itself. I even wonder if it's actual mockery because, you know, the people that suffer Stockholm syndrome 
The more we ignore things, the deeper under a trance we become. And you don't believe in hypnotism. Well, why do all these multinational companies pay for marketing? Is hypnotism not is not very effective. I've been hypnotized and it didn't work. Hypnotism can affect some people, whatever the reason, but I'm not going to go into a, a, a big, long discussion about hypnotism, which is irrelevant, because even if hypnotism works for some people, it doesn't work for all of them. Marketing uh, works on everybody. Everybody's open to suggestion, and everybody is influenced by their environments. You can deny it all you want, but the science speaks for itself. I left plenty I did of some science. I, left I did some science. Please, can I just finish? I left lots of psychological studies displayed in my opening statement video for people to reference. I've got lots of evidence to prove that we're all influenced by marketing, by suggestion, by persuasion, and by temptation and all sorts. You can say we're not, but we obviously are. Otherwise, people wouldn't pay to advertise. Of course, but we're talking about things you can go out and measure. It's not to do with whether, whether you believe, whether you've been... Uh, persuaded you can do that uh, experiment that uh, was on mc Toon with levels take a photo of the horizon and compress it left to right you could if you want send up a high altitude balloon with the camera of your choice as long as it's a non-distorting lens like i did with mage and actually photographed the curve of the horizon that's undeniable and not only did i send it up i i have that film, which is edited to show the highlights, I have two uncut versions, one with a wide angle and one with a narrow angle lens from launch to landing to the point where I actually pick it up. It went up. It took that imagery. So you would need to come up with an explanation. Better than that, send up a balloon and show that it isn't a curve. Well, there's loads of other footage that people have sent up on hot air balloons and stuff. Contradicts yep. what you're showing. Yeah, because so, they're not. Mine was specifically designed. It was designed in that it did not use a wide-angle lens for for the experiment, and it was designed to have straight, taut strings across the field of view, so that you could see any distortion if there was any, and you could compare the supposedly flat. I know you're not saying flat, but you could compare the so, supposedly flat Earth with those strings and it doesn't match. It is a curve. That's undeniable. Nobody yet has been able to debunk my video. Well, in your eyes, um, but you... You're well, no, no, nobody has come up with an explanation. I'll try, I'll try. Um, you're citing MC Toon, yeah? Michael C. Toon on his email, but in his last appearance against um, Austin Whitsitt, he was calling himself uh, Malvin. I don't, I don't know what's up with you guys. You've all got nicknames, fake names, but whatever. You're, you're citing him and his website as valid uh, information, but then you're totally ignoring when I show that he says that all cameras, all lenses suffer some barrel distortion. Yes. So you can't have it both ways. If it yes, suffers some distortion, then you can't say that just because you're not going up there or down here, there's no distortion. There's some distortion and you're amplifying it by compressing it because you're no. fishing for your confirmation bias. Whereas I don't need cameras or big distances. I'm asking you to prove five meters. I even offered 10,000 for people to prove at least half of that. So that would be two and a half meters at least. 
over five miles. Yeah, well, I'm showing, I'm showing on my camera, I'm showing on my camera that made shot. Yes, and I even said there is some minor distortion, minor distortion. Yeah, yeah, because, and, and I said right at the start in that presentation when I mentioned Mage, all lenses distort. But first of all, distortion in known lenses can be measured. And secondly, those two lines we know are physically straight because they're taught spring-loaded lines. The, the, the horizon in between them is curving differently. That's undeniable. The top string, uh, well, both strings are physically straight. The top string looks straight. The bottom string happens to, to be slightly lower in the picture than perhaps would have been ideal and has a slight bowing down. But that horizon across the middle, if you're going to claim it's distorted and it's been bent by the lens, then the, the string above should be bent even more than that horizon. The string below should be bent even more than that horizon. That horizon is across. That horizon is across an area of a lens which has minimal to no distortion. But there's some distortion, and things that are close are going to get less distorted. No, absolutely not. That's not that how lenses going. work. That is look, not look, how look, lenses look, work. Let me, just, let me get a word in, please. Yeah, you're telling all this stuff as if you're overconfident. Yeah, I've got my own video where I'm jumping out. Well, I'm jumping out of an aeroplane doing a uh, skydive. And the horizon goes up, it goes down, it goes flat because it's. So you were using an action camera, were you, Howard? Please let me finish speaking. You were using an action camera. Let's just give him another minute. Let's give him another minute. Let's give another. Howard, I'm I'm advocating for you. Let's just give Howard another minute or two, and I promise we'll come right back to you, Mr. Sensible. Anyway, I'd prefer to move point because you've already concurred that there is some distortion. So we're, we're arguing over little details, yet you no. can't show me a reproducible photo, video, or even primary observation with the naked eye over five miles. So if you right. can't show me five miles, ten miles, and I would have loved to have shown my 20-mile observation where we see streetlights at water level 20 miles away. Well, I'm sure... You can send up your balloon and argue about the details from things really far away that could be field of view, could be barrel distortion, it could be optics, it could be atmospheric condition. You tell me light bends when it suits you, but light doesn't bend when when it doesn't. I'm sorry, I'm I'm bored. This is it's not really convincing. Yes, you're bored because you can't debunk it, Howard. Because look at that image there, the the one uh, the barrel distortion. That shows how barrel distortion works. The further away you are from the centre, the more distorted something is. So if you took that centre line, that's approximately where the horizon is. The line above is approximately where the top string is. The line below is approximately where the bottom string is. You can see the upper string bends upwards, the lower string bends downwards. Across the middle, it's straight. That is barrel distortion. And barrel distortion is not going to affect something that's further away just because it's further away. It affects something more if it's higher, lower, or to the left, or, or if it's a vertical line to the left or to the right of the image, not across the middle. So just claiming that it's barrel distortion is a fail. I'm not Just to be absolutely sure that Mr. Sensible got to finish his point as well. Thank you. So... Um, that that horizon line was between the even if you said even if you said that lens has distorted that horizon line okay it has to distort further if it's further up or further down the screen it didn't that horizon is more curved 
than two straight lines above and below it. That is impossible. That defies optics. Kenna, so how come your footage contradicts the Red Bull skydive footage, which was higher up than yours? That showed perfect level. And uh, also, before you say anything, uh, you're showing me horizontal curvature, yeah? Where's the vertical drop away from us? Why is the... <laughs> Why is the horizon, uh, the apparent horizon, because we know the horizon is an apparent location because it fluctuates due to atmospheric conditions when we're down here. So you trying to ignore that it could fluctuate and bend the image when we're up there. So uh, really, it's just one of these debates that will never end. Have you got any primary observations water level to show at least half of the curvature that there's supposed to be over five miles? Right. Then we wouldn't Felix suffer any distortion. We wouldn't have to debate this distortion rubbish because on a little distance, it would be clear, yeah, with the naked Felix, eye. Felix Baumgartner was only about 200 metres higher than Mage at its peak. 200 metres, that's all, which annoyed me immensely because I wanted to get higher. Yes, his footage shows a horrendous curve because that was an action camera. My, He, was, he didn't go up there to, to, to show how uh, the earth has a curve or not. He went up there to jump from as high as possible, which he did. And what did he say when he was up there? He said he could see the curve. Felix Baumgartner said that. Well, we must believe what he said now. I'll quickly just get through your other points because you had some good ones. You're saying that the International Space Station is flying above us, yeah? Yeah. Well, what if the International Space Station was modelled, yeah, the shape... And what yeah. if it's the path that it's supposedly travelling over us? What if it's an actual star and we're, we're just saying, oh, that's the International Space Station because they knew when it was going to come over. They had an idea what kind of shape it would need to be. So, yeah, I don't think it's very correct you calling people idiot flat earthers in when you were talking about that point because there are also aircrafts and drones that could be kitted up with reflectors. But like I say, it could be a star. It could be an aircraft. Well, can, I can, I disabuse you, can I disabuse you of that notion then? Uh, first of all, that, that pass of the ISS was predicted weeks in advance. It tells you the direction it will be, the height above the horizon it will be where it appears, how long it will uh, be in view, how bright it will be, and at what point it will disappear. Also, here is a transit of the ISS across the sun. You can see it. Yeah, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Howard. Let me disabuse you of this. There's another one, and another one, and another one, and yet another one, which actually shows the shuttle space shuttle dock to it. And the beauty is that if you compare all those images over the years, you can see how the ISS has been built up with new panels, new modules, and so on. And what's more, if you've got the right equipment, you can take a photo of it. This is with. Um, uh, uh, a, a Mead 14-inch LX2000. That is a photograph some guy has taken using his telescope in his back garden. It's real. Yeah, we've seen drones, very big aircraft, not no-man drones, yeah, automatic drones. Google own a few, don't they? Are you talking yeah. about, uh, sorry, drones or satellites? Whichever, you've got Pathfinder, or is it Gateway and Pathfinder? There's plenty of different right. drones and satellites and looms that are up there. 
So we this don't will, know what we're looking at for certain. Yeah, we know exactly what we're looking at. I just showed you, you actually. Believe, Jerry, you, no, you've got I tell you, to support your beliefs, but you don't know because you're not physically touching it. You've not been in it. You've not actually measured anything. You're just making I, an observation. I have some. You're right, Howard. I have some evidence to support my belief. You seem really? to have nuh-uh. I, I mean, I've just shown you photographs of transits of the sun by uh, the ISS. Geronism has done that. He also did it of the moon. He used his own equipment, used the predictive softwares to where it would be. He filmed it, and then he said, nuh-uh, that it was his own equipment. And satellites are real things, but they are at the whim of the air currents. They don't go around the world in 90 minutes, because even if you didn't believe the Earth was a, a globe, you, then you've got to explain how the sat, uh, how ISS will always appear where it's predicted, down to a, a second or two. Astrolabe, you've been using them for thousands of years. You can predict the movements of the sun, moon and stars. Okay, how come Astrolabe. nobody ever, ever, ever saw the ISS before they launched the first portion of the ISS. Maybe they did. History was written by the winners, and lots of books have been burned, haven't they? But just to move on, because it's it's pointless. Just move on, on because you busted on that one, okay. No, it's just, it's one of them things that's up for debate. I would like your honest opinion. Why is it that we can't find any real photos of the whole of the UK, Spain, or Australia? Why is it that everyone's finding it very difficult? Even Simon Dan couldn't find a photo of a whole country if there's what? thousands of satellites in space. A, a, sorry, a photo of what? A whole country? Yeah, they're all composite images from these loom satellites and high-altitude drones, remember in my video? But there's no actual photo of a whole country. They're all composite images and even cartoons. Well, I... I expect i could find one in fact i thought i had one that, that you should might... be able to find many but sadly you won't because i've already oh, addressed oh, that this right? with MC2. Right. and simon dan's tried and um even tom jump couldn't um take the challenge well i hold on i can show you one now hold on let uh I'll just have to adjust the size of it one set if it will let me. Unless I can screen share. Can I screen share again? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me just open that photo up. Not going to let me. There you go. All of the UK from the ISS. That is that's, a single photo. That's not a single photo. I've got of course that in it is. Video. It's not a photo of Earth from space, because if you look how much curvature, or if that's the blacked out part of the image, it's silly. It's making out as if the UK is as big as Africa. No. That, right, right. Okay, first of all, I'm not claiming that that's showing the curvature. In fact, far from it. In fact, I would claim that it's not showing the curvature. It probably is... Uh, the, the edges of a window, but it may just be a distorting action camera. But that is a single image. It's an image. It's not a photograph. A photograph is an image. If you take your iPhone and take a picture of me because you'd like to hang it on your wall, is that not a photo? If you go on Google Image Search now, you'll see that they're all different colours. They're slightly different shapes and sizes and locations from the other continents. This is not a real photo of the UK. 
I can yes, it's I a real photo, but, but what lens is it? What distance? What what focal length or whatever? I'm not a photographer, so I don't know this, all the ins and outs. If this is if you're so confident that this is a real photograph, yeah. and either update it a few years so we can see some difference in uh, vegetation and weather and stuff. And also, we should be able to look at the nighttime pictures to see the difference in the lighting over a few years now. So do do look into it and get back to me because you won't find it as easy as you are assuming. I've already so, got this image on my video. This is not a real photo. It's different from all of the other supposed official photos that I've displayed in my video. So please do watch and pay attention. Also, I mean... it. it what I can do, let me, uh, yeah, I am sharing sound as well. Um, you want photographs, uh, or you want photographs of um, the, the whole earth country. over time? A whole country, not just a city or a county, a whole country. Well, real I, photos from space. Real photos from space. Yeah, come on. Your lady, your lady, your lady, your lady, your lady. Your lady, your Yeah, that's really mature. You've actually proven my whole positive claim that scepticism is healthy and productive, fanaticism is unhealthy and counterproductive. You're childish, you're rude, and you totally ignored my point. I'm asking for a whole country, and just like Simon Dan, you're trying to divert and deflect by showing me cities from high-altitude drone footage which no, is exactly that's not from high altitude drone that is satellite imagery i've done my research mm, because mm. i saw your other debate where all you did was hammer on at that so i've given you exactly that i've shown you cities growing over the well cities it was some vegetation and farmland another and the third one was land reclamation from the sea those I asked are country. satellite <laughs> images Selective. i showed you i showed you an, a photograph of the uk You've shown me images of cities changing with images taken from high altitude, like I said in the video you would, like Simon Dan did. I specifically asked for countries, photo of a whole country, not a city. Uh, right, actually, just going, you, well, okay, well, I'll tell you why, Howard. Actually, just going back to that image of the... Uh, 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 I, I don't want to sh share Can the screen you show again. different photos of a whole country throughout yeah. different years showing the change in vegetation, not a well, city. That's high but, altitude. Yeah, well, if you let me respond to that, Howard, energy. this Go picture... Without I, music, I, please. No, 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 I, I'm not playing any music. This is that 
Well, let me, okay, let me share and show that photo again. There's no music, although it was fine music. Let me just show. Oh, am I sharing? I think yep. I'm sharing. Uh, just go back to the photo for you. Uh, where are we? There you go. That one of the UK, right? Now, you, you, I'm presuming you're from the UK, I'm guessing, based on your accent, is that correct? You know where London is anyway, uh, around the UK, yeah? yeah? Yeah. You can't even see London. If I zoom right in, maybe you can see it's a little bit grey. You've got to allow for the distance. Again, scale is your problem. You're not going to see much on this this shot with this cam that was taken with this camera. But, but that is a photo of the UK. Those They're using a wide-angle lens probably to get it all in. Sorry? I can, I can see a lot of detail, and I can't see any cities. No, I'm I think you're seeing artefacts. Look, that, that those are um, artefacts of uh, it's pixelated. You're not going to see details. I mean, London's probably half a dozen pixels on there. I mean, look that at that. That's, that, that's London. There you go. So you're not going to see much change in that over the years, are you? It's a lot greener than you'd expect, isn't it? Uh, why don't you try and find a nighttime photo of the UK? Let's why don't you? Room. Why don't you look at it? I have, I mean, and that's why I've come here to say that there are no real photos of the United Kingdom. They're all odd. They're all different. This one that you're showing doesn't match any of the others that you'll find, which tells you that it's not real. And no, it doesn't. In, no, it doesn't. When you zoom in on it, you zoom in, you can see lots of detail of green, but you don't see any no, detail of cities look, because it's can... rubbish. And let me just say one thing. I also wanted to mention that you're totally ignoring the fact that when we look at satellite footage of the Earth spinning or geo, uh, what do you call it, stationary, the clouds are bright white at nighttime in some of the footage, and the clouds don't wiggle at all in other footage. So it's blatantly. Right. I saw I saw that debate where where animations. It's blatantly images and animations. It's not real. So if they have to fake the globe spinning and not spinning, then why are you so convinced that these images are real? Why are the clouds blatantly fake on the footage that Mick Toon was showing in the debate I had with him that I put in my video? Yes, were well, that, yeah, but that, that was because I watched that uh, debate. That was the, um, uh, was it Discover imagery? I think it might have been Discover imagery, might have Discover, Himawari 8, yeah. the, but west and G-O-E-S east. And right. How far how far away are those satellites? How do you know? Over 39 hours, we can no, no. How far away? What was the height of those? We can clearly see the clouds don't change over 39 yeah. hours. And Anywhere that's why I'm asking you. That's why I'm asking you, Howard. Do you know? I mean, I don't know the exact figure. I'm just asking you if you know how far away those. Um, uh, satellites are that take imaging the whole earth we don't know anything we have beliefs in what we're told and i don't share your beliefs because i'm pointing out many conundrums okay. and inconsistencies that you're choosing to ignore aren't no, you i'm yes, asking you, you how far up do you think they are because if you're taking a photo from let's just uh, i don't know let's say ten thousand miles okay just the sake of argument if that satellite is 10,000 miles away and imaging the entire globe, how much movement do you think you're going to see in uh, clouds? The only things you're going to see are very large scale 
um, very large scale cloud uh, patterns, if you like. But here is Google Earth. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Google Earth has a facility to show you satellite imagery over the years. Now, this is Dubai. Uh, it'll take a few seconds to get going. Uh, there you go. It will start showing Dubai changing over the years. Now, I don't know if you can read it. At this height, it's uh, the images are from uh, Landsat Copernicus. These are satellite images that are showing Dubai changing over the years. This is not difficult to find. I found this this afternoon, a few minutes I looking. See anything. Sorry, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm still looking at this uh, zoomed-in picture of the uh, Balfast, I think it was. Yeah. Is it not? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, hold on. Beg your pardon. Um, let me get Funny rid of that. You can see the uh, lakes and the mountains, but we can't see the cities. And it's weird that you don't want to pull up a nighttime picture because they're all rubbish. <laughs> oh, go on. Hold on. Yeah, I'm just trying. Can you see the imagery now? Yep. Imagery. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Imagery. Yep, yeah, yeah. This is satellite imagery, Howard. This is from Landsat Copernicus. You can see the, the palm Jumeirah and the other palm, uh, the world, which they've depicted as uh, round, of course. And that's Dubai growing over the years. That's yeah, satellite imagery. High altitude photography. No, 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 no. If, if I zoom, I can zoom in, okay, and it takes a few seconds. Now that, when it comes, give it time. This, because I've come in so much closer, it's still loading, right, uh, this is not satellite imagery. This is using Maxar Technologies. I'm not sure what that is. If I go out a bit more, some of the, this is yeah, this is keep, this is uh, you can out. see across the box. It says Maxar te Technologies Data SIO NOAA US Navy. But if I zoom out more, then it, uh, it shots not taken from aircraft or drones, or whatever. Because if you get out high enough, uh, the script across the bottom will tell us. Now it's starting to involve Landsat images. Basically, the lower altitude stuff, for more detail, is taken from high altitude aircraft. The the wider and the other but, stuff's taken from higher altitude aircrafts and drones. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you well, keep zooming out, keep zooming out, and it'll turn into. I will, a I will in a second. I will in a second. It's just it's just loading up the imagery. Uh, Sixty-eight percent, seventy-eight. You can see that those are different images. That's a camera height of 326 kilometres. That is not going to be an aircraft. So you say, so zoom out a bit more. Let's have a look at turn to a cartoon and try and explain that one. Sorry, how it how are you talking about, you want to see the whole globe? Is that what you're saying? I want you to zoom out a little bit more so that everyone can see that it changes from composite photos Composite images made from photos to actual cartoons. Right, this is, is using Landsat Copernicus. There you go. Um, you can still see the pin from Dubai. And if you look along the coastline, there is no Palm Jumeirah. Give it a second. There they are, but you can barely see them. That's an equivalent height of 971 kilometres. Nice. Zoom out a Those bit more. Those are, yeah, but you've got what you've asked for. I've shown you, no, I've shown you satellite imagery, satellite imagery of cities and whatnot changing over the years. This is on Google Earth. There's, there's a function, I've forgotten what it's called, but but you can see satellite images taken over time. So there you go. That imagery. From high altitude. I showed you that there's satellites in our atmosphere owned by Google that take images from very high altitudes. Okay. Yeah, well, this altitude is 1,974 kilometres.
good be composite images though, couldn't it? Zoomed out, which is why I was asking to see a whole country, but you keep trying to deflect from my... Well, there you can see Bahrain, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. I, I, I'll stop sharing now because uh, it's not a tour of Google Earth by me, is it? Yeah, but you can look at that, Howard. That's that is that is there. So, I am looking at it, and I'm saying that not only are there no real photos of a whole country, and you can't backdate them and show me nighttime and daytime, you're also ignoring the fact that the video, supposed video footage from the official satellites, is clearly in contradiction to each other. The goes west and goes east have clouds that wiggle, but do not change size, shape, or location. What, on your Jupiter thing? Please let me just finish. Yeah, but I just want to confirm, your Jupiter thing, yeah? The goes west and goes east satellites that claim to be showing a real video of the Earth over 39 hours do not show any change in the cloud formations when we're talking about shape, size, and location. But you showed them, didn't you? Hours. You showed them in your video. 39 hours, and they're claiming that there's absolutely no weather change in the whole yeah. world. It's Howard, ridiculous. is this the clipper film you showed in your evidence at the beginning? It's what MC Toon. Yeah, I know, and you showed it today. To yeah. Yeah, but you even said there is some wiggle. Yeah, that's all you're going to see. You think of something like, um, well, whatever the latest hurricane is, okay? It takes days to track across, doesn't it? Uh, across, you know, a part of the ocean and it's approaching the coast of um, uh, America or whatever. And that takes days, oh, not just a couple of hours. It's not a cloud to... scudding across the sky that you can look at from your front garden. Is We're talking about it travelling hundreds of miles. Is there any chance you can just stop with your confidence, yeah? You're so certain about everything. Have you ever considered that you might be wrong? Because yep. we don't see... Well, it doesn't look like it. No, I'll tell you what, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can prove it. I can prove it. Please, okay. please, let, please don't interrupt me so often because it's hard to not get frustrated. No, I can I'm prove I admit I'm wrong. I'm saying that over 39 hours in both the goes west and goes east footage, there is no change in size, shape or location of any of the clouds over the whole world over 39 hours on both recordings of the goes east and the goes west which is different parts of the world and there's no weather change in 39 hours that is not real it is rubbish and if you can't admit that you've got a problem and then right. you're trying hold on and then you're trying to change my conversation my, my point into there was a wiggle my point is they wiggle yet the himawari eight and the discover do not wiggle at all and neither does the other one from um i think it was discover that i showed showing five hours there is zero movement not even a wiggle in five hours of supposed footage this right. is fake footage it now you not you asked me you asked me about uh, admitting i'm wrong in my in my mage i produced that video which had um air pressure temperature and obviously the video footage and i presented all that one guy who is a flat earther, because several of them challenged it, they all failed. He actually challenged me correctly on um, something with the temperature. He spotted that the temperature was reading too high. I checked into it and happily admitted it. 
and gave him credit for spotting it. I am willing to admit when I'm wrong. If I wasn't, there's no point. If no one can admit they're ever wrong, there's no point. All you have to do, Howard, is show evidence that shows that, that I'm incorrect, which that guy did with regards to the temperature, and I happily admitted it on video. So, right. I so, but going back to, to your imagery, it, it's a shame can that I, you can't, can I just, can't show... Can I throw something in on what you were just saying? Yeah. Yeah? I specifically said, let's move point, because what you were showing from your image imagery with your lines and stuff is yeah. up for debate. I didn't say that I know I'm right. I said it's up for interpretation and other footage shows yeah. the opposite. So yeah, I said, let's can't... move through it because we could argue that till the cows come home. I bet, I bet you want to move away from it because it's slam dunk proof. We've bo- we, please let me make two points though. We've both got evidence to support your beliefs or my doubts. So I was like, we can't finalise on that. It'll always be up for debate. And my, my main point is that your attitude, yeah, you're having a YouTube channel to ridicule globe skeptics, flat earthers, anyone that disagrees with any of the official narratives gets ridiculed by YouTubers like yourself. Yeah, I don't think that's the correct way of going about this. I think that you're you're you've proven in the, my video and in some of the points in your own video, you can't help but call people names. And that causes fanaticism, and fanaticism isn't healthy. It only causes problems. So I have, even if you, even if you were, I do, right, Howard. I, we do. The there's a lot of points here. I do want to give Mr. Sensible I'm, 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 time I'm, I'm, to respond shortly. So if you can wrap up, I'm wrapping up. My whole point is the way you go about things is wrong. And you, if you admit that you, if you're claiming that you can admit when you're wrong, I would like you to apologize not just to me but to everyone right now. For making so much content that causes fanaticism. Let's give several minutes. Okay, we we just we got to some point. We have to give him a chance to respond as well, so he has plenty of so that there's equal time. Go ahead, Mr. Sensible. Yeah, Howard, uh, I was happy to admit when the guy showed evidence uh, that I was wrong about something. Yes, I tease people. I don't effing blind and and just call them. The strongest you'll hear me say is that someone's an idiot. Okay, Uh, and some made up words uh, like um, uh, gimboid for, from Red Dwarf. That's the worst you get from me. Now, this, you, if you just want to have straight scientific stuff, go look at a scientific channel. Mine is a little bit of science and a little bit of point and laugh. Yeah, I happily admit it. Other channels are just point and laugh. Other channels are rip people to shreds and call them names left, right and centre. There's a place for everything. If you don't like what I do, that's fine. Don't watch it. But uh, mine is gentle fun there's nothing nasty there and i've had several flat earthers um on my channel on streams like for instance um kyle adams from the flat earth institute of science he's been there several times i'm not nasty to people but that's not not what we're what we're here for okay um i've i have my style on my youtube channel that's my style anyone can take it or leave it that's fine but i've actually forgotten because you did uh splurge on quite a lot of points out i've actually forgotten a lot of what you were saying unfortunately I'll, I'll you. You, yeah just give me a point and then i'll address it yeah well you've just claimed that your channel's all bubbly yeah now you associate with people like ftfe and people to be fair i think he's asking for other points that you made howard yeah but my, my main point is on your channel I've seen a video where you've got a guy from Scandinavia and his little daughter, and you're yep. promoting that little children 
call us flurfs and stupid and idiotic and that they don't check things for themselves. So even though you're not shouting and swearing at us, you are promoting fanaticism and following and trusting what you say instead of people checking for themselves. Right. That's right. anti-science. What no, are you doing? Actually, Thanks that little girl, okay, you've you made your point. That little girl, I think she's about seven years old. That's now Pinion's daughter, and yet he's an online friend of mine. She understands. They did an experiment. They took a barometer or measured the air pressure at ground level and then went up to a tall tower and measured the air pressure again and measured the, the, the drop. So she did, with her dad's help, some basic science. So and I don't think, see that's a bad thing. But we're not arguing about my channel. We're supposed to be talking about, is the Earth a globe or is it not a globe? Well, you actually need some evidence that it is not a globe but you had that as a positive claim what you've done a couple of times is saying well i don't really believe that or that's in question or let's move along you haven't actually addressed it if you have three straight lines and and you distort the image you'll have three distorted lines i'd like to know how we've got that upper string lower string and the horizon across the middle um with, with the uh horizon across the middle apparently more distorted. I've got Mage sat behind me. Because you floor. admitted all camera lenses suffer some type of distortion. Yeah, but you so obviously didn't you... listen to me because I explained about barrel distortion. You haven't yeah, understood you it, have you? You showed a drawing and, a, and you made an explanation and claimed that that wouldn't happen in your image because your image is, is, is immaculate. Well, that I is, offered... No, no, no. That is how barrel distortion works. It, look, I offered 10 grand for a reproducible observation and it could have been. Is that ten grand still up for grabs? I held it until the pandemic hit, and now I've had to reimburse my funds into other things. Okay. So okay. Well, when you, when you, when you, when you re, redo your speak, challenge, I'll look at it. Please let me finish speaking. I held my offer for three years, mate. I went on national Spanish television. I put it yeah, online, well, and it went oh, on. Listen, mate. You're interrupting me on purpose. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Let me finish speaking like I do to you. This is a neutral platform, no? So I offered three, 10 grand and I held my offer for three years. I got nothing but ridicule. No one sent any photos or videos because no one can make a primary observation with the naked eye. Not over five miles, not over 10 miles. I'm looking 20 miles away. Everybody in Benidorm can see the streetlights 20 miles away at water level. Streetlights along the beachfront, which is pretty much water level. It's about 12, 18 metres off the floor. Now, that shouldn't be visible. It should be 80 metres below the physical horizon. Yeah? But yeah, have you, allowed for, have you allowed for refraction? Yeah, I keep hearing how refraction magically bends yeah. like Beckham around any Not magic. Bend, around it can any be calculated. And uh, you actually mentioned when I was talking about my mage, you said, oh, uh, it bends or whatever. You do realise that mage was in uh, a pressure, uh, I forget what it was, only 327 pascals at the peak, down from 100,000. Basically, it was vacuum. So but you don't get refraction in, vacu uh, refraction with all, in vacuum. With all due respect, you're going on about your photo from really high over a really big distance where we know the bigger the distance, the bigger the distortion. No, and the that's not true. That's not true. Please let me finish my point. And the horizon is still at the level of the observer. You're showing curvature that way, but not curvature away from you. So your, your image is not showing what we'd expect. 
You should be looking down to the horizon, but you're not. Right, right. Hold hold on, hold on, Howard. What I would say is... Please let me finish my point. Howard, just to be sure there's equal time, Howard, i got to give you a little bit to wrap up, and then we got to go back. Yeah. Are we on a tube? Are we on a tube? Or are we on a sphere? An oblate spheroid? Because we keep seeing perfect spheres. You're showing me a tube in your image. Where's the the vertical away from you? Right. With regard to horizon drop, Mage cannot show that. Here's a camera, okay? Uh, like when it's on mage, it's swinging around, so you're not going to see horizon drop, okay? You cannot measure that. The camera may have been pointing down like that. It may have been pointing up like that. You can't tell, okay? So horizon drop is not part of um, uh, mage at all. And sorry, what was the second part of what you just said? Because I actually wanted to address that. I don't know, but the Red Bull skydive didn't show any vertical drop or horizontal. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah vertical, vertical drop. You do have you got any idea how much drop you're likely to see? You've <laughs> got to be any. able to prove you've got to be able to prove the angle of the camera. Okay. If the camera yeah. is is absolutely level, then you can compare is the horizon dropped or not. Since it's on a balloon, it's swinging around. You're not going to be able to tell when it is level or not. And Red as I said once you. before, Felix Baumgartner said he could see the curve. And with Mage. Um, yes, on the wide-angle camera, you're going to see the horizon bend and flex like crazy, like in the vast, vast majority of those high-altitude balloon flights. That's why I sent up Mage with a non-distorting camera. Um, but perhaps perhaps we should move on, because, I mean, we have covered Mage. Um, how about, how, how about, how about um, Buzz Aldrin on the moon? How about that? Yeah, great. You remember that photo of him in, is it the Nevada desert, where the mountains behind him look exactly like pictures of the moon mountains? And do you realise that the horizon, I'm, please keep that image on the screen so that yeah. everybody, okay. I want everybody to pay attention. I can see the horizon in his reflector, yeah. in his visor, yeah? Yeah. And I can also see the horizon behind him. Yeah. Yeah? How big is the moon? Because it looks like it's the size of a Hollywood studio. Well, no. First of all, the moon yeah. is... Yeah. Well, well, hold on. Let me reply to that. The moon is obviously... Uh, a lot smaller. I think it's about a quarter of the size of the Earth. The horizon is a lot closer. Closer. So if you're going to quote, for instance, on Earth, eight inches per mile squared, uh, which isn't a, um, uh, a formula for, cur- for curve, but a parabola, but if you're going to use that as the rule of thumb, the Earth, on the Moon, it will be a lot closer. And you have got no refraction at all because there's no atmosphere. So what you actually see on the Moon is the geometric horizon. That is a photograph taken with a Hasselblad camera. Yeah, in a Hollywood studio, because otherwise the horizon would be much further away in the background and in his uh, How, visor. Of you can't really tell, it's really hard to tell the distance in, in something like the moon like because you have nothing for scale. All you've got is blackness and uh, just the grey of the, the regolith and rocks. You, it's hard to tell the scale, but yes, it's going to look and be a lot closer than the horizon on Earth. This yeah. is a photograph. I showed you as well the unwrapped. It's a um, real unwrapped... taken in a basement uh, or a studio, yeah. And look at the tinfoil around the base of that stupid rocket ship. It's right, ridiculous. right, okay. With regard to the tinfoil, that's heat shield. You know, heat from yeah, the sun yeah. shielding, yeah. radiation shielding. That is not. That is not the um, pressurized uh, container that the astronauts were in. 
that, that is framework around things like fuel canisters and so on. And it's just shielding. That is yeah, a real photograph. I respect your beliefs, but they're not very convincing because they look ridiculous when inspected without the distortion and up close. Plus, that image that you're showing might not be as good as the image that I could show you. So, sorry, which which shadow, which where the shadows where the shadows are misaligned, proving that they've got different light sources. No, that, that, that's that's been that's been debunked by um, I forget opinion. that debunking TV program. Uh, I mean, look at, look at looking at uh, Buzz there. You can see the shadow of his two legs appear to go in different directions, but you can see he's he stood in a slight dip, and one leg is forward. That's not difficult. Shadows, if, if, if you've got a shadow over uneven ground, it will not be a straight shadow. And as I said, not difficult to find. You don't believe, can I ask you then, how do you not believe that that is a real photograph then? It's a real photograph taken in a studio as seen by the horizon. And if I may make another point, and as seen by how dull the surface of the moon is, because when we look at the moon, it's very bright, and they're supposedly on the face of the moon. Now, hold on. How come you want to argue about an interpretation of a secondary information photo when I'm telling you that with a magnifying glass, you can manipulate the chilling effect of moonlight? Now, notice... No, don't, no let's just stick with Buzz first. Well, we can no, no, hold on. We will change. We, I'm happy to talk about the moonlight in a minute, but let's just finish off with... With Buzz first, if we may, uh, Buzz and Neil. What um, about Buzz and Neil? They're, they were Freemasons. They could have faked it in a studio. Well, if they're Freemasons or not, that that's got no bearing. Could have faked oh, it. it. Does. Oh, it does because Freemasons are known for keeping. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to discuss. I'm not going to discuss that sort of thing. Um, well, I could because I've got personal experience. We keep. We yeah, well, um, no, I'm not going to discuss. How how about discussing? How about discussing this? How about discussing there you go. The Look, this is an original 1969 print from NASA. It's it, wow. this is not CGI. It's an original print. It's a physical. Um, there's a physical um, negative that's stored. Yeah. This was, and this isn't a recent copy. This is an original from 1969. Because and they've been uh, faking it since then, bro. What, what, what's, wow, uh, wow, a real photo of a yeah, studio uh, set, a studio scene. No. They've taken a photo. They took video too. Did you know they destroyed all of the footage, the no. original footage? It was in no. McDonald's, I saw it. And they destroyed the technology to get back to the moon. You have no. belief. <laughs> you have beliefs. Right. I'm not convinced. I respect your beliefs, but my argument, my positive claim was that scepticism is healthy and justified and that your scepticism is unhealthy and counterproductive. I like 1957 Chevys, Howard. I like a 1957 Chevy, okay? Can I go out and buy one today? A brand new 1957 Chevy. No, I can't. Because they destroyed the mouldings, all the, the it's true, all the equipment and so on. And if I was going to build a car, it wouldn't uh, a 1957 Chevy from scratch. It would be phenomenally expensive uh, because everything would have to be created again. Also, it wouldn't meet modern safety standards. Whatever they could rebuild it. No, it's not whatever. You can't hand wave this all away. You're hand-waving it, mate. You're coming up with excuses and explanations. No, it's not an excuse. Why, when, they finished, not... when they finished uh, the Apollo program, why would they keep all the equipment to, to still build uh, Apollo rocketry? 
Why wouldn't they I go mean, back in 40 years, but they can go to Mars? Look, mate, I'm not convinced by all of your storytelling, so I wanted to talk about real scientific... In my hand, I'm holding more computing power than was available on the, on the uh, trip to the moon. More computing look, power. So why would they build one exactly the same as that if they were going to go again? They could have they built wouldn't. one They'd build better. it with modern... Stop. Stop with your storytelling. It's all rubbish. They could have built well, why is that rubbish, better. Howard? Please, let's talk about stuff that can be verified instead of your little beliefs and stories and explanations, yeah? Well, I it's talk verified. I mean, this this phone's got Please. 32... This phone uh, uh, has 32 or 64 gigabytes of irrelevant. memory. Please, please it's not irrelevant. Please back, stop back then, when I started... OK, this Hold can on. be Howard, verified. Howard, we do have to give him a chance to respond. I never asked him about that. But no, but you just hand waved it. It's relevant. Yeah, you hand you hand waved it away. When I started in IT, I worked with mainframe computers. The largest disk drive we had was eighty megabytes, eighty megabytes, and and yeah, but that was way that that, that was uh, mid eighties. When you're talking about the time of the moon landing, you're talking about several k. You have no concept of the you're way computing has come on. You're only making arguments that prove that we wouldn't have had the computing technology to have done what they claimed to do back in then dates and for everything to have turned out fine, yet they couldn't go back in 40 years. So to not have that argument, which has been argued for years, and everyone's bored of it, I'd like to talk about some of the points you've made. You claimed that I said that moonlight adds cold energy. No, I didn't. You've twisted my words. And okay. People tend to do that when they want to uh, discredit... Well, explain uh, yourself then. Explain. I said that moonlight chills. How can it chill? Do the experiment and then maybe... No, no, how, how would it physically chill? You're shining moonlight on an object and making it, it colder. Well, on a if... wet surface, on a wet surface or a body of water, you will find that the temperature drops two to three degrees on average in direct moonlight. Whereas right. so water that... or wet surface, please let me finish. Water or wet surfaces that are shaded, not sheltered, not covered, not caused by radiative cooling. Open air, unsheltered areas that are cast shadow. They okay, don't let's go with that. In, for a... Let me just finish. Let me just finish. They drop in temp. They don't drop in temperature. Not only does the direct moonlight chill, but a magnifying glass can manipulate the effect even stronger. So, right. Okay. How? Wrap it up. Rather than uh, yeah. debate beliefs and secondary information, I'd like to know why are you discouraging people from making their own primary observations at water level and checking moonlight and to just believe in what you say because you believe gotcha. in the official okay, narrative? Yeah. Right. right. We do have to give them a chance to respond, so we have plenty of time. Right. First of all, I'm not discouraging people. I would encourage people to attempt that experiment, Howard. I'd never discourage anyone from asking the question and trying to find out. But how... You think about this for a second. Let's go with this for a minute, okay? Let's assume that moonlight somehow chills things, okay? What what is actually happening? We have light coming from the moon, which I would say is reflected from the sun, but okay, you've got light coming from the moon. Light is energy. So you are saying that receiving energy in the form of moonlight causes a chilling effect. Adding energy is making it colder. That who says it's adding? 
well, what do you think it's doing? You you have I have this this object, this pen or whatever it is. I put it in moonlight. What is happening to the pen? Moonlight is shining on it. It is receiving radiation from the moon in the form of light. And yet you're saying it's getting colder. Therefore, you are claiming that adding some energy in the form of moonlight is cooling this object. That breaks the laws of physics. You're twisting my words. I'm not. That's exactly. You're saying you have an object, whatever it is. Wa- Can I say what I would no, say? No, no, because I'd like to actually respond, to Howard. Right. I do want to give more time. To, no, 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 Howard. I'm saying I do want to give plenty of time to Mr. Sensible so that it's equal. Because I think that we've given you a good amount of airtime in the last, uh, the last little segment that you spoke in. Right. So, Howard, if you're stood in the sun, you feel warmth because you're receiving energy from the sun. Yeah. I, I don't think you'll deny that. It'd be strange if you did. And I'm assuming you're not going to deny that. You stood in moonlight, you're receiving energy from the moon, but it's hardly mm-hmm. any, okay? So either you're going to feel an increase in heat from the moon, or it's so negligible, you're not going to measure it at all. What you're not going to do is receive energy from the moon and have a cooling effect. That is adding energy to make something colder. That doesn't happen. If you're going to cool something, you need to move the heat away, either by convection, radiation, uh, etc. Okay. So what happens endlessly with those experiments is they are malformed. Uh, either, um, well, actually, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask you a quick question. Can, this is just sort of a, a yes or no. Are you talking about, for instance, using a laser uh, temperature thing, a laser thermometer? I never said that it adds energy. You no, but that's what it, no, my that, word because you're basing your belief on the assumption that the moon is reflecting sunlight. So number one, they no, might no, need no, no, to read it. I could right. say it really quick no. rather than listen to you put words in my mouth. I could tell I'm not you putting words in your mouth, Howard. I'm not putting I, I asked you I, I, I'm trying to make my point and I asked you just for confirmation. When you're talking about reading those temperatures, are you talking about using a laser thermometer? That's just you a yes can, or no. You can use either a laser thermometer on wet surfaces or you can use a normal food thermometer. Okay, and you okay. Can still right. Be- pick because up an accurate reading, especially That was a yes or no, Howard. That was a yes or no. I'm trying to make a point because you're twisting. Yeah, yeah but Howard, it's in the middle of my point. I just wanted that as a confirmation. Now, you've actually said both, laser and an ordinary, okay? With regard to laser thermometers, where people uh, use those and point the laser spot, that's just to aim it. It's not measuring the temperature just at that spot, but in a circle around that spot. Now, you said uh, uh, sort of standard thermometers as well. That's a different thing. Okay, so that, that aspect doesn't, um, doesn't apply. But uh, you say I'm putting words into your mouth about adding energy. Light yeah. is energy. Light is energy. If you are in moonlight, you are receiving energy in the form of that moonlight, wherever it comes from, whether it's generated by the moon, lamps on the moon, or reflected from the sun. I don't care. It's light coming from the moon. That is energy. Therefore, you are energy, adding energy to your body if you're stood in the moonlight. You are adding energy to that object, whatever it is that you're interested in. Therefore, if you're saying, if you put it in moonlight, it gets colder, you are by definition saying, if you add the energy from the light of the moon, you're making it colder. You cannot make something colder by adding energy. May I? Of course, I'm happy to take turns. I never said that it was adding energy, did I? 
I never said that it was giving cold light, did I? Well, what are you saying then? I'm saying that if you make the experiment for yourself and if the people that are watching can spend half an hour during the full moon and midnight or within a few days after the full moon, they will see that you are wrong to maintain blind faith in what you were taught to believe. Maybe the laws of thermodynamics need to be redefined. Or maybe the light isn't giving energy. Maybe like magnetism, yeah? Maybe like everything else in nature, there's polarity, there's positive and negative. So maybe, please don't interrupt me, right? Maybe we're looking at a negative polarity of radiation that doesn't add, but rather takes energy. Okay, so yeah, there but... are two, please let me finish. Mm. There are two options in my mind. One is that we need to redefine the laws of thermodynamics because the experiment speaks for itself. I don't need to explain why it does what it does. And you can try and come up with excuses and explanations for why it might do that. But I'm just recommending that people do it and make the conditions and controls as tight as they can. I made my first video indoors to trigger people and it worked. And then after then, I've shown people that you actually do it outside in an unsheltered area and you do wet surfaces or a body of water. And with a magnifying glass, you can amplify the effect, which proves that you are looking at the independent variable being that moonlight chills. You're asking for a definition or a redefinition of thermodynamics. I'm not, not making a claim. Radical. I'm just telling you if you do the experiment, you'll get the results. We've got to and go if into you the don't Q&A do the experiment, shortly. you'll just... And then if you don't do the experiment, you can stick to your excuses and explanations. You've got to go into the Q&A shortly. I'm, I'm jumping in just okay. because it yeah, sounds that's, like more rhetoric on the end. But I do want Man, to say, we, I'll give you a chance to respond, Mr. Sensible. Yep. But I do want to mention, uh, we probably will have some inner you know, kind of dialogue throughout the Q&A as well. So do be aware that it'll continue to some extent during the Q&A. So we will wrap up right after you uh, give this last response, Mr. Sensible. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, and I will, I will keep it short. Uh, I find it quite interesting. You said uh, that we need to redefine thermodynamics or physics or whatever. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I just want to say, uh, just pick you up. You said about the lens. Uh, so in effect, focusing the light to, to increase the effect. So you're focusing energy you're concentrating energy into a smaller area to make it even colder. That's, that is against the laws of physics. Uh, I'll wrap up there then, James, so we can go on to Q&A, um, not Q&A, your, your super chats and whatnot. You betcha. We'll jump into those, the question and answers. I want to say thanks so much for your questions, folks. A couple of things. One in particular, welcome to Modern Day Debate. If you have never been here, we are a neutral platform. And want to let you know, if you haven't heard about this, we are pumped. First time we've had an official, legitimate ghost hunter who is going to be on the show this month. That's going to be an epic one that you see at the bottom right of your screen you don't want to miss that one. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell as that's going to be a juicy one on whether or not ghosts exist. And so with that, thanks for your question. This one coming in from Fight the Flat Earth says, where's your firsthand evidence of your claims, Howard? In the video that I showed. Sadly, that's the point, James. When that conspiracy cats had finished talking, you, you skipped my actual primary observation that everyone can see in Benidorm. It's 20 miles, streetlights, no problem, every day, every night. This one coming in from, thanks for your question, Udaf Heku says, can universal healthcare work on a flat earth? If so, why can't we get it in America? 
Next up, thank you very much, Fighting Flatter. It says, Mr. Sensible's head is so shiny. Thank you. I polish it uh, especially for appearing tonight. Thank you, Fight. This one coming in from Holy Smalls says, Your street light at 20 miles is a sham. It isn't even close. Double check the heading of your observation because you are looking at the wrong shore. Even if it was 10 miles away, which Google Maps says, no, it's 20. Everyone can look from the Rincon de Lointe's Benidorm to San Juan Beach. And you can see further than San Juan Beach. I'm just talking about the streetlights along the front of San Juan Beach. They're 20 miles away. Even if it was 10 miles away, you shouldn't see them. But you can. Everyone can. Everybody can see 20 miles away at water level. As my video shows, I've used it in loads of videos. You got it, Anne. Thank you very much for this question. Coming in from Sean Hawkins says, Howard, why is latitude marked off in degrees of a circle? Why do uh, sextants need a flat baseline? They wouldn't work on a curved surface. You can't calculate the height of a mountain or the angle of a star or the height of anything unless you've got a flat baseline. So look at sextants. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Holy Smalls says, Howard, you can't trust the government. Uh, Howard, you say that we can't trust the government. But then you also say, here are a bunch of citations from the government. Trust them. Yeah, I can show that they contradict themselves and that that's why we should be making our own primary observations instead of believing YouTubers and mainstream media. Because even if they are showing something in that, water tank they're still relying on a microscope to find millimeters and if it's a microscope then that lens is suffering distortion that was one of the points so your water tank's not really very strong either because natural no, the, the, the water... disbunk what you're claiming no the fact that they have to adjust those rails into a curve uh, but to, to maintain the same distance above the surface of the water shows that the surface of the water is curved along the gravitational equipotential. And that's fact. No, it's just showing that the water might be move, moving. No, no, no. They don't do it. They can't do it while the water's moving. They actually are pushing a pin through the surface of the water to, to measure it. The surface of the water could be affected by many things like electromagnetism and stuff. You haven't proved gravity. It's never been manipulated. And if Earth was curving, you'd be able to prove it over five miles. Boom. This one That's coming density. Made by Jim Bob says, Mr. Sensible, what is your response to Buzz telling Conan O'Brien, quote, you didn't see us land on the moon. What you saw was animation and you associated that. Yeah, I have seen that clip, but I've only seen that little clip. I haven't seen the, the, the full uh, interview, so I can't really comment. Uh, but I also know that when he was accused of lying uh, by, by some guy, uh, Buzz punched him out uh, because he, he wasn't lying. Uh, and as I said, I've got, uh, I have an original 1969 photograph aut uh, autographed by Buzz Aldrin. I have zero doubt that we went to the moon. Every time someone has tried to debunk it, they have failed. Yeah, that's right, Howard. You do it. That's it. That's fanaticism. Hail Sagan. Hail Sagan. Thank you for your for your honesty. You have no doubt. That makes you no, a fanatic. No, 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 I have no doubt. Um, I I am I am open to it. Um, but Ooh. yeah, yeah, I'm open to it uh, because if if you're not open to 
being wrong, then then you are perhaps fanatical. I'm open to it, but you need the evidence and not just a small piece of evidence. It would have to be a great big piece of evidence because uh, it's got to counteract all the other evidence that we have. Like, for instance, uh, probes have now orbited the moon and photographed uh, the equipment that was left there, including the trails made by the astronauts. That's that's independent verification there. That's a story, mate. It's a well, story. you can go nutter, but I don't care. I'm not saying uh-uh. I'm showing physical reproducible evidence that contradicts the secondary information. I'm making primary observations, first-hand evidence for manipulating uh, moonlight with a magnifying glass. Looking at any star, they all come into focus at the same zoom distance, yet you want to believe... They're point sources of light. They're point sources of light. And incidentally, uh, in in your presentation, you had all those stars uh, looking like watery blobs. I don't know who took those photos, but they can't use a camera. You can get exactly the same uh, effect if you uh, film uh, like a car tail light distance at night. Have it out of focus. It will look just like those stars. Learn to, ca- learn to camera. Let's go on to the next one. This one, Fight the Virus says, let's see. Made by Jim Bob says, sensible, unknowingly standing on a massive, wait, did I read that one? Massive 3D trapezoid. Can I use the stars in trigonometry to tell me I'm standing on a massive trapezoid? I have no idea, but you can tell that you're you're on uh, a sphere because, for instance, t- uh, if you take measurements of uh, the altitude of Polaris as you move every 69 miles away, it will drop one degree until you're at the equator, which is at 90 degrees, and it's at the horizon. That equates to a surface of the sphere and no other shape. Gotcha. And, of course, you you've use- got two points of stellar rotation in the night sky. We've got one for you, for, for you, Howard. Fight the Flat Earth says... Did Howard say geometrical? Is that what you said, Howard, in your opening? Maybe I meant geometric. I'm a little bit dyslexic, so, you know, I'd prefer that people don't take the mick out of that and just address the argument rather than me as a person. By the Flat Earth says, stop censoring Harold. Who is Harold? It's just another immature little way to discourage people from speaking out because when you speak out, you get ridiculed by famous YouTubers that have got fake subs. This one coming in from Rodent No Last Name says, Mr. Sensible, if you do Mage 3, please have a full grid of quote-unquote string across the camera view, at least six in the horizontal and six in the vertical. Yeah, uh, Mage 3. I am thinking on Mage 3. I appreciate what you're saying. I really do. And if I was going to try and show the curve of the Earth again, I would do something like that to try and evidence evidence the fact that that there's no distortion even more so however if i do a mage three it's probably going to be to show something else Uh, and i I may as well mention it now (laughs) since it came up uh possibly uh if i do a mage three i will do it to try and show horizon drop but that's actually trickier than you think because i'm going to need some sort of gyroscope on the camera um and that would be interesting but thank, thank you for that, and uh, I, I'd encourage everyone to have a look at uh, my Mage 3 experiment. I've got a playlist on my channel, one of which uh, is about Mage, and is, is a video called Mage, What Shape Is The Earth? That's the video to watch to see, to see the evidence and the argument, and I'd encourage people to look at that. Thank you. You got it, Dan. Thank you very much for this question. Coming in from Do Appreciate It, RT96 says, Harold, <laughs> I mean, Howard says the stars don't move, but Howard also says that the ISS is probably a star. 
Yeah, there's wandering stars, which we call planets, and then there's shooting stars. And uh, talking about the stars, um, when people claim that they can check the angle or the height of things like Polaris, they're using trigonometry. And I don't see how they can get a right angle to calculate things of trigonometry on a curved surface. So if people use a flat baseline to make the calculations, how is that a curved surface? especially over greater distances. And I would say, yeah, planets... So the sextant needs a flat baseline. Your calculations need a flat baseline to have a right angle. So where's this curve coming from, apart from your imagination? Right. The question was about planets and stars. You, you, uh, that that yeah, guy was right. You did contradict yourself about saying stars don't move and then and then about the ISS. But wandering stars, wandering stars is is the name that the ancients gave to planets because they look like stars and they appear to wander around. Of course, they're not stars and uh, planets do move. Uh, you can see if you watch a planet over several weeks, you'll see how it's moved against the background of stars. Shooting stars are nothing more than specks of dust grains of sand uh, if you've never seen one um then perhaps you, you you'll you'll wonder about it but it's a bright flash lasts a second I've or seen, two i've seen many i've seen many and yeah. they call yeah. it yeah so these, there's no way you can equate a shooting star with a planet and certainly not with a satellite which moves at a steady pace and is 100 percent predictable go to a website like heavens above there are others uh, you put in your location it will tell you what satellites are going to come across when whereabouts, how bright, exact times. Since the question Nothing like you, shooting stars. Since the question for, it was for you, Howard, I'll give you the last word on this one, and then we have to go to the next question. Use an astrolabe to predict where stars are. Yeah, that's great. And uh, let's talk about Venus, which you call a planet, yet the ancient called Lucifer. And the Vatican owned the biggest telescope in the world and called that Lucifer, to stare at Lucifer, Venus because it's a wandering star and it flickers even when it's high above the horizon when the sun's behind it after sunset or when the sun's behind it before the sunrise so yeah we see flickering uh, evidence that venus is not what we've been told okay. or where we've been told because it's blatantly flickering bright when the sun's behind it this one because it's a star this one from fight the flatter it says howard is lying i sent him five pictures of uk from space is this true i put them in my video they're ridiculous they're all odd and none of them show any foot any sign of cities and none of them can be backdated like i say people keep trying to show me cities and backdating them i'd like to see a whole country show me a photo of a whole country is it that difficult well howard if you took that uh, one of those photos of the uk um maximized to your screen uh, I don't know what screen resolution you, you run at. I don't know, 1024 by 768, 768 pixels up. Would you expect to see details of the growth of a city on that scale? You won't, because it would it would either be the size of a pixel or two with a major city. Any towns or cities smaller than that will be sub-pixel size. You're not going to see it. You've only got 768 pixels up at that screen res. Didn't you see Simon Dan's video of Shanghai over five years? Come on, mate. You well, I saw it in your evidence, but then I, sh I, sh I showed you uh, cities growing uh, from satellites. You went, nah, -huh. I, I went to Google Earth to, to the level where it's showing satellite views of various things, including Dubai. You went, nah, -huh. Whole country. I'll give you the last word here, Howard, then we got to go to the next one. 
I'm getting the same response from you as I did Simon Dan. I'm asking to see the changes of a whole country. One photo of a whole country once a year at night time, go back five or ten years, and let's see this difference that Simon Dan already proved you would see in places like Shanghai, even from outer space, you would see the massive city development over five years. But we don't because there are no photos of a whole country. There are only photos of cities and composite images of whole countries or cartoons. Thank you. I do want to backtrack. Earlier you had said that I uh, didn't show your footage. The reason that I had jumped through your opening video, partly like a minute of it or so, as I had mentioned beforehand, video is okay where you explain it to the audience, but when you are pulling in audio of other people's content, that's why I skipped ahead. So it was nothing personal. It's nothing about James, flat earth. It's I purely, I just yeah, want to be sure that, you. You, uh, that everybody knows the actual reason that I wasn't trying to be a jerk. Now, I understand your, your reasons. I just wish you'd taken my word because I, I want to come back on this show. I wouldn't jeopardize me our relate our personal relationship on this one show this is a battle but i'm hoping to help win the war so i appreciate you uh apologize i accept your apology and just so you know the whole thing about conspiracy cats that i do have uh ever, a photo uh to show on the very start of my video that he did give me permission but never mind that it had already finished so if we could go back to that observation if, if you know roughly where it is I would love everyone to see the streetlights 20 miles away. It was literally just about to come on. And it's the hardest evidence I've got, which is why I went and offered 10 grand on national TV. Because I a little bit lower to prove me wrong that we should be skeptical. I'm not saying that the earth's flat. I'm saying that we should be skeptical. And that all of this satire and sarcasm and ridicule, it only leads to hatred, division, and the whole approach that Mr. Sensible... Okay, well, here, what, what, okay, now you're just using this to, to try to steal time. So my point wasn't an apology. It was just so everybody knew the reason why I did skip over that content. And I also told you beforehand, if you wanted to show a picture of the streetlights, you don't need audio, which is what I told you about before the debate. So next question. Truth Nerd says, Howard, honestly, if you dismiss all Apollo evidence as fake, are you not all the more going to dismiss all Artemis evidence as fake and CGI? If people can show first-hand evidence, reproducible primary observations that could support the secondary information that NASA, SpaceX, and Virgin, who owns an island, Galactic, um, are promoting as real, I don't see any first-hand observations to support the secondary information that all these YouTubers that we're debating are promoting that we should follow and trust with blind faith. I'm promoting experimentation, and I don't see why everyone's so triggered by that, unless it's because that's part of the programmed reaction of being indoctrinated and being under... Um, well, well, can I just quickly respond to that? Sure. Uh, I did show you uh, exactly that in my presentation. I showed you the cloud patterns from MAGE, the cloud patterns from two independent satellites. I forget the name of the one it was used by the Met Office and the other one was a NASA one. They matched what MAGE showed. So MAGE confirmed the satellites, the satellites confirmed each other and the satellites confirmed MAGE. This one. So that's you that's confirmed, independent you confirmed confirmation. Cloud you confirmed cloud formations. 
from high altitude. Yes, great. Well done. We must move you on. You haven't Rodent, anything from outer space. Rodent, no last name, says, Howard, George, you must be exhausted moving those goalposts so far away. And Warren Evans says, if you look up Fanatic in the dictionary, there's a picture of Howard. What are your thoughts, Howard? Great, great. So why, when, when I said that you can't visit the Antarctica, it's because it's nearly impossible. The only way that you can get permission to go to the Antarctica is to have hardly any supplies of food or for warmth. So because they're so uh, strict on nature preservation, the only way a multimillionaire could go to the Antarctica is to go there for a couple of days. You can't travel very far in a couple of days, especially if you're not allowed to take uh, any machinery or food supplies. So yes, it's allowed, but it's allowed in a way that you cannot do anything when you get there. So well, independence exploration is really suppressed. Right. You yeah. said that it's suppressed. You said that in your evidence. Uh, I, I said it isn't. You now seem to have changed a little. Certainly the Antarctic Treaty is available for anyone to read. It's four A4 pages. It does not say you can't go. Yes, it has to. you have to protect the environment. Yes, you're not allowed to do military stuff there. That's what the treaty is for. It's not saying you can't go there. It's just that it will be rather expensive because it's a dangerous place at the arse end of the world. How come Richard Branson hasn't flown over there? That would be safe, no? No one's ask, flown ask over there. Ask Richard Branson. Well, why not ask you? Why has nobody, no rich people or government agency or military, flown over the whole Antarctica in a straight line with a video recorded? It doesn't exist, maybe because you can't. I'm not sure. Have a look sure. at one one more orbit. That was uh, a north-south uh, uh, circ- yeah, circumpolar I've already um, seen it, and it didn't go over the whole Antarctica. It went over a portion. I, I've already looked into it. None of none of none of your claims are, are about this one. Coming in from Cheese Quarter Pounder says, "What should I say to my rice to make it taste nice?" JB Charles speak says, nice. "Speak nice to each other." That's why I'm against all of this um, ridiculous name calling, and I'm not just shouting out the globe believers. Like I said, I've got friends that believe in the globe, but they're not fanatical. I'm also shouting out all of the flat earthers preaching their beliefs. Everyone needs to stop calling them globe tards and stop trying to make names ballers. Let's just talk to each other with respect. Enough's enough. Gotcha. And JB Charles says, don't buzz. Didn't buzz tell a little girl they haven't went to the moon. I, I have seen that clip. I don't think he's saying exactly that. I can't remember the words he used. Um, I have seen that clip, uh, and I understand it's it's been argued against or debunked as to the meaning, but I, I'll be honest, I can't recall the exact words, uh, so I can't comment on that, I'm afraid. You got it. Arn Rurvik says, Howard, why don't you take a satellite dish, go outside, and prove that TV signals doesn't don't come from space? Cheap and easy. Are you too lazy? Most satellite dishes, if you pay attention, are pointed horizontally or slightly diagonal to go over the buildings that are close to them. There's not many satellite dishes that point up. They tend to be... They do at the equator, Howard. They don't in the UK. That was the point of my evidence. Yeah, because they can bounce signals off the electromagnetic field. There's many satellite dishes that do that, yeah. What electromagnetic field? You call it the Van Allen Belt. Right, well, uh, I don't think the Van Allen belts come into it at all. Well, this one. I'm saying that they bounce off the firmament, Van Allen belts, electromagnetic field, call it what you want. Next up, David Oliver says, can I ask, Howard, why we have two points of stellar rotation and why Polaris and Sigma 
Antantis are in opposite hemispheres. Yeah, if you put a number six on the ceiling and then you go stand at the other end of the room, it looks like a nine. So if you're at the equator and you look inwards, you'll see that the stars are going clockwise. If you then turn the other direction, they're still, is this right? Yeah, they still go over your head from east to west, regardless of which direction you look. And this would make sense on either model. And I'm no. not a flat earther. I'm, I'm saying that there's a lot of evidence against the globe, especially space exploitation, and that we shouldn't be arguing about things when we could be comparing evidence instead. I appreciate it is an evidence. It is an evidence, Howard. Um, for instance, if, if you were on a merry-go-round, a roundabout, and you had Polaris over the centre of the roundabout, yeah, as you're turning around, you'd be it, it would be rotating one way. If you looked outwards from the roundabout, you see everything just pass by, not a second rotation point. If you have an LP record, it rotates around the, the hole in the middle on the spindle. You can't have two points of rotation on a flat shape. Yes, you can. No, when, you can't. Uh, when, You've just broken when, geometry now then as well. Please let me speak. When your field of view is limited and there's other optical effects due to atmosphere and also possibly what they call the firmament or the electromagnetic field, if the stars are fixed in um, a position like we see them, then it would make sense that the optics would bend. There are many uh, experiments where you can get a glass dome and show how things will bend the other way when you get closer to the edge. So there are scientific experiments that prove the optical effects that you're claiming we don't see. I'm not saying that that is Let's the definite on. answer. I'm just saying that it can be yes. explained. Let's move on. We do have a question. This one coming in from Retro Bill says, saying, quote, we've taken pictures in space is a personal accomplishment akin to saying we've won the Super Bowl. I don't know who that's for. It's for uh, Mr. S because it's fanaticism. It's okay. literally no, you, Let's let him respond then. Um, could you just repeat that, please, James? Then? They said, saying, quote, we've taken pictures in space, unquote, is a personal accomplishment akin to saying, quote, unquote, we've won the Super Bowl. I'm not really sure of the point he's making, but I can I can say that I showed images from uh, um, the Met satellite and from a NASA satellite showing the, 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 the cloud patterns over Europe, not just over the UK, over Europe, and they matched the cloud patterns that I saw from a lower level uh, from MAGE. So just, I have personally photographed uh, cloud patterns that then matched the satellite. And there's another guy, I think he's, uh, I think he's from the Southern Hemisphere, um, who has uh, taken uh, or looks at weather patterns in his sky and matches them to the Himawari, and they always match. You got it. This question coming in from Do Appreciate It. David Oliver says, I would love to know how shooting stars and then space dust, they just say, and then never encounter a dome. I, I think, think he's saying, getting it. Where does it come from? Where, where, where do meteors and meteorites and shooting stars come from if there's some form of dome, which I think is aimed at Howard? Thanks for that. Electro electromagnetic um, flares and stuff, because we've never seen any physical evidence. All these craters are empty. There's never anything in them. 
Yeah, right. do you know why? I, I've been to Meteor Crater. It's huge. Well, this one's actually for you, Mr. Sensible. They said, made by Jim Bob says, you didn't answer if unknowingly standing on a massive trapezoid, can we use stars and trigonometry to tell us it's a trapezoid that we're standing on? I suppose you can with enough observations in, in the mathematics. I wouldn't be able to do it right here and right now. Um, but just as you can show, for instance, as I said about Polaris dropping in the sky one degree uh, and so on, um, you, you could do those calculations, but across the, yeah, with maths, yes, you could do it with the, with the measurements. You would be able to show uh, if you're on a, tra a trapezoid. You got it. And M. Doug says, has anybody mentioned the Southern Cross star formation yet, which is visible due south from every southern hemispheric country? Which works on a globe Earth, but doesn't work on any other shape. Well, I've heard different people argue that point and say that it isn't visible from uh, different southern parts of the world and that it's also not a fixed, um, like Polaris is fixed dead centre. So I, I've heard lots of different arguments about yeah. the Southern Cross. Yes, yeah, Southern um, Cross Southern Cross isn't, at, I mean, there is no Southern Polar Star. That Sigma Octantis is very, very close to the, the, the Southern Solar Point. Um, southern Cross is further away and is used as a pointer towards it, like... Um, uh, the Big Dipper is used in the north towards Polaris. It, so it circles around it. But you can see it from South America, from Australia and so on. But you're looking in different directions if the Earth was flat. I appreciate I you're heard, not saying it's flat, but I think that's a get out. But there you go. I've heard other uh, people from Australia say that that isn't true. And people from Argentina say that that is not true. So I haven't been there myself, so I can't argue it. But I can say that I've seen video evidence Must of go. someone in someone in Florida, someone in Australia, and someone, I think, in uh, South Africa, all looking at the moon at the same time, which doesn't make sense on a globe. This so, one. yeah, there's lots of evidence to support, the, to justify scepticism. This one coming in from Warren Evans says, if Howard used a digital camera to film his experiments, then all his evidence is CGI, as the information from the camera has to be processed by a computer. I'm asking people to make an observation with their naked I, you can see further than five miles and there's no vertical drop. You don't lose landscape due to curvature after five miles. There should be five meters of drop. You can look along the coast. You can look along an, out to an island or you can even find salt flats and places where you can see more than five miles. You should easily be able to prove there's five meters drop over five miles. They can't. So that should cause people to be skeptic about what we've been taught. This coming in from Eric Nelson says, is Howard Australian? Why hasn't he fallen off? I think they mean the planet. Yeah, I don't know what shape Earth is. It could be that we're the, the ice wall of the Antarctica that we've seen lots of video footage of. We could say that the Antarctica's forever. We could say that there's a firmament like the Truman Show. Or we could say that we're inside a globe-shaped model, like a cosmic egg that the Quran talks about, and that maybe we're inside a multi-dimensional Earth. That, like the Pac-Man, you can keep going one way, and you technically appear on the other side of the screen because we can't comprehend things in a higher dimension than 3D. This one coming well, you could in. say all that, or you could also say that the Earth is about to be eaten by a mutant star, star goat. But there's no evidence for that, is there? There is Storm. evidence that there's nobody's no blown the south again. Sean Hawkins says QF14. Does anybody know what this means? Yep, it's a flight. I, th I think it was from, it may have been Sydney uh, to South America, the 
that went direct and crossed a portion of the um, Antarctic. Yeah, that one time in Bandcamp. So who's to say that they didn't pay the people to just go along <sighs> with the narrative? It was a one-time thing. Why isn't it a very common flight? Why do they fly so far around? You can argue forever with me, but the fact is, you haven't got nothing that you this could manipulate. No coming... first-hand evidence. Dr. Stories, Chaos. stories. Dr. Chaos says... Howard, if a triangle has sides that are lengths one, one, and one, how many sides does a triangle have? Sorry, I don't understand. If the triangle has, it's a triangle, and each side is one inch, let's say, theoretically, then how many sides does the triangle have? Am I supposed to say there's three lines in a triangle? I'm... I don't really see the relevance, to be honest. I, I'm not bothered by riddles. I think it's just like how many lines is you know like how many lines does a square I think have? We'd say four. How many lines does a triangle have? I think it's a play on the other question, Howard. Uh, if you've got a triangle with sides one, 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 what are the internal angles? Yeah, I've heard that on a sphere the angles would be more than 108. Is that right? Yeah, no, no. But yeah. we're just talking about we're not talking about a spherical triangle, just a triangle. If it has sides one one one, what are the internal angles? That's a different question, but yeah, but that that was a play. Yeah, on. There's, I, I'm, if I remember right, there's one hundred and eight, and over a spherical uh, object or surface, it would be more than one hundred and eight. But nobody's ever done that. It's all just calculations and, and published uh, numbers. No well, we'll one's fit. actually got any first-hand evidence of what they're talking about. It's all calculations. It's in your imagination. Yeah, Wolfie sixty twenty has done the flight plans for for uh, a flight uh, heading south to ninety degrees uh, east to ninety degrees and get back to where you started. That's a triangle with three uh, internal angles of ninety degrees. This one coming in from. Do appreciate your mm -hmm. question. Last minute one sliding in at the last moment. David Oliver says Howard. Would you say the southern hemisphere is on the other side of the disk? So why is it not called Atmoplane? Your answers don't make sense. Yeah, we need to redefine a lot of stuff. Maybe a lot of theories are obsolete. But has anyone noticed that an analema, you know, the path that the sun makes over a whole year, makes a figure eight, but it's not an even figure eight. The southern hemisphere takes a much larger part of the anema that we see over a year, which, yeah, suggests, which suggests that the Southern Hemisphere, it has to travel a lot further and faster. But I'm not a flat earther. I'm just saying that there is evidence that, you know, doesn't make sense on a globe there. Yeah, but the Earth tilts. That's why there's that effect. Yeah, but we see the same stars, the belt of Orion, align with the pyramids of Giza, no matter what time of year, no matter what year, throughout the course of history recorded yeah. in carved stone. Come back in 20,000 years and they won't align. Let me say it quickly. If we're tilted on our axis, we're looking away from the sun that way up. Six months later, we're looking tilted slightly down yeah a different direction down a different direction up compared to where the sun is we still no. see uh, we still see that three stars of orion cross the path in the sky at exactly the same place at the same angle and they align with the three pyramids of giza after thousands of years that doesn't make sense on your globe 
backbuilded model, does it? Yeah, it does, because of scale. But if there's any shops open uh, near you right now, Howard, I would go along and see if you can purchase some Ds, because you need 3D. We want yeah. to say thank you very much, folks, yeah. for tuning in. Our guests are linked in the description. Also, do want to mention, very excited for, as mentioned earlier, last night's debate on whether or not gravity is a hoax, whether or not gravity is fake, with Flat Earth Aussie, as well as newcomer Jockle, last night that is exclusively on the podcast. So if you didn't get to watch it live, that's the way to check it out, is via the podcast. And so I want to say both Mr. Sensible and Howard Jerstrup, speaking of which, are both linked in the description box here and will be linked in the podcast episode for this. So if you're listening via podcast right now, you can scroll down and find Mr. Sensible's and Howard's links, as we really do appreciate them. And so thanks, Howard and Mr. Sensible, for coming on. It's been a true pleasure to have you. My pleasure. Thank you very much, James. 100%. Thank you very much. And thank you, Howard. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. I hope you take some of my advice and uh, lay off the ridicule. All right. Well, want to say thanks and everybody. take my advice. Look at some evidence. <laughs> I'll be back in a moment with a post-credit scene letting you know about upcoming debates. So stick around for that. Thanks, everybody, and be back in just a moment. gentlemen that was a juicy one to be sure want to say we do appreciate our guests it was a lively one we do appreciate that as there's nothing worse actually than if you have guests that are instead of being boring that's the worst we like that they have passion that is a good thing and if it's your first time here at modern Day debate want to let you know my dear friends we have big goals here and in particular to provide a neutral platform so that everybody has their chance to make their case on a level playing field. That is essential for us here at Modern Day Debate, and so we really do appreciate our guests. We want to give everybody a fair shot, and we want to say thank you so much for all of your support of Modern Day Debate. As we are excited about the future, we have big things planned, big things coming down the pipeline, and you don't want to miss those. I'm excited for them. want to mention several things, but first, before I mention some of these upcoming debates, such as I had mentioned earlier, the debate with a real-life ghost hunter who will be coming on the show next Thursday against a skeptic who is yet unnamed, but don't worry, it'll be a fun surprise. You don't want to miss that one, so hit that subscribe if you haven't already, but want to say hello to you there in the old chat. Good to see you, La Toredo, as well as Earth Rise and Mr. Sensible, I see you there in the old chat. Good to see you. And Flurfspective, glad you made it. As well as Pay, thanks for coming by. And Punta, as well as Mallory's Asylum, thanks for coming by. Thanks, Joe the Toe, for being with us. Hope you're having a great Saturday. And Eric Nelson, thanks for your kind words. Thanks for your 
call for an encore. Question the answer. says, thank you, James, for another excellent show. Thank you. And I pass on all of the thanks to the speakers as we really do appreciate them. They're linked in the description. So if you want to hear more, you certainly can. And they really are the lifeblood of the channel. They make it fun. We really do enjoy them. It's always a fun time having them here. And so thanks for your encouragement. As we at Modern Day Debate are determined to hit the 65,000 subscriber mark by the, or 60. Actually, originally it was 60,000, and we are shooting for 65,000 by the end of the year. We believe we can do this. I know it's ambitious. It's 9,000. That's monstrous. But we're going to shoot for the stars. Or what is the old phrase? Shoot for the moon. And if even if you don't hit it, you'll land among the stars. We are determined. And then by the end of 2022, our goal is we are on, we are on a determined march to make it to 100,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. And so thank you so much for all of your support of that though. You guys have made this channel blow up. It's been a fun time in three years seeing the channel grow to 56,000 subscribers thanks to you. Believe me, you guys make it fun. You guys make it an eclectic community of people from all walks of life. You guys have given great ideas for debates. You guys have oftentimes even helped us connect with debaters. Sometimes people will email me and say, hey, James, this is a popular Muslim debater. This is a popular atheist debater or a Christian debater. Why don't you have them on the show? I already asked. And they said they'd be happy to come on Modern Day Debate. And I'm like, thank you so much. Seriously, that is so helpful. And so we are just super thankful, you guys. Thanks so much for making Modern Day Debate a fun time. And thanks for just all of your support. You guys, I'm just a guy that's, that's sending emails in the background. Believe me. I'm just thankful for all of the speakers as well as you, as well as the moderators. I don't thank you enough. Thanks moderators for helping keep the chat clean in terms of we've always had a rule against hate speech, obviously. Anything that violates terms of service, we like that the you know YouTube recommends our videos like crazy and we're grateful for that. They've helped us grow immensely. So we do wanna follow the YouTube rules because if we don't, we get kicked off the platform. And so I want to say hi, though. David Oliver, glad you made it, as well as M6 Maddie and Gleam. Thanks for coming by, as well as Explain How. I see you there. Good to have you. GG Cash, thanks for making it. Lime Play, we're glad you're here. And Randomized, thanks for coming by. Pete Johnson, glad you're with us. Lacey Ann, good to see you again. H Jasper E, good to see you again as well. And thanks for your kind words. Lime Play says, nice one, mate. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm totally encouraged to hear that. It was a fun one. And... Abrentino, thanks for coming by. We are pumped to have you with us. Eric Nelson, thanks for coming by, as well as Lunar Node. And Bradders says, hey, James. Hey, Bradders, glad to have you with us. And Skavar4000, thanks for coming by. We are glad you are here. And Ron J, thanks for coming by, says, I can Skype. Let's debate. Well, we are open to it. If you want to come on and debate on Modern Day Debate, we do have a sign-up sheet that I'll actually share that in the chat right now. If you want to, you can put your name and you can also put not only your name, your name, but more importantly, your email and you can place your name under the, you could say, appropriate position in terms of whether or not you could basically just write in your stance. Are you a flat earth or globe earther? And so I'll throw that in the chat right now as we are open to having new faces. The new debater sign up sheet. 
I'm throwing that in the chat. It may not be right away that I get a hold of you if you sign up. I do want to let you know we have a lot of people who actually, they come to us and they actually set up the debate already. So they're like, hey, I have somebody to debate. Will you host it? And we're like, sure. Like, thanks for setting it up already. And so we do prioritize those. And so be patient if you happen to sign up and I'll try to reach out to you. But let's farm. Good to see you there. Thanks for your support. And that reminds me, do we do have an epic modern day debate discord. We highly encourage you to check it out. It's in the description. And I'm also going to throw it in the live chat in just a moment. So let me get that really quick. Thanks, Let's Farm, for your kind words. Has been loving this channel since the early days. Thanks, Let's Farm. Seriously, your encouragement means a lot. And thanks for all you do in the Discord as the lead mod in the Discord. Punta says, Modern Day Debate is a neutral platform. Thanks for your kind words, Punta. And then Deliberate Creation, thanks for coming by. We are glad you were with us. Wisconsin Sirens, good to see you. It's been a while. Glad you made it. Thanks for your kind words. Brooke Chavez says, we love this channel. Thanks, Brooke. Seriously, that means a lot. And I love you guys. You guys are honestly so fun to hang out with. Like, I love these after shows. This is a blast for me. And Brooke says, like this video. That's true. Don't forget to hit like if you haven't already, my dear friends. We appreciate your support. That really does help. The word on the street is that it helps boost us in the algorithm. And so thanks for your likes. 183 is a great start. So we can totally make it to 200 likes. If you are listening, you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even realize. I, I forgot to hit like it. Like, I never even thought of it. Please do. That helps us. We do appreciate that. If you want people to see this debate, if you thought that your side was more persuasive, for example, and you want the audience or you could say the public on YouTube to see that, well, hey, great way to help get it out more if you happen to hit that like button as that boosts us in the algorithm just a bit. And so we do appreciate that. Now, let me grab that Discord link as I do want to encourage you to check that out. We're also on Twitch. If you didn't know, we're pumped about that. And so if you haven't already checked that out, you can find us there. But more importantly, as I mentioned, our Discord, I just threw that into the live chat and highly encourage you. They oftentimes have after shows. They also oftentimes have debates that are hosted there. It's almost like a training ground. We oftentimes like to see before a person comes on to the debate, or you could say before they come on to the live show, and debate live on YouTube where all of our subscribers and all of YouTube potentially could see it is we do like it if we see that somebody's already done a debate somewhere. So that helps a lot. But we do want to say thanks so much for your kind words. Deliberate Creation says hit the like. Thanks for your, so seriously, thanks for your support, Deliberate Creation. That seriously means a lot. Gleam says subscribe and hit that bell as well. Thanks for that support. Seriously, we appreciate your positivity, you guys. The internet oftentimes is a negative place. It really is oftentimes. You've seen Twitter, but I do have to say, I appreciate that you guys are a positive bunch. We really do appreciate that. You guys make it fun. And Punta, good point. Any thumb, whether it be a thumbs up or a thumbs down, is good for the algorithm. So we do appreciate that. Yeah, if you're like, hey, James, I didn't like this debate, feel free. Like, hit the, hit the old down vote. And that lets us know if you, for example, don't like the topic whatever it might be. H. Jasper E, thanks for your kind words. Says, thanks, James and mods. Bit late, but enjoy the show. I sense a bright future for all of us. It's getting, it's definitely getting hotter than ever. Thanks for your support. And it is, it is actually, it's exciting that we have, like lately the debates have just been really high caliber and we're excited about that. Is It's encouraging. It really is. I'm pumped about that. And so, man, I am pumped. It is encouraging. It's, it's just like, I have to tell you, we have some other awesome debates coming up as well. You guys, we have some in the next month where I'm like, wow, this is like, this is a big step up for us. Some big time types of debates. And so I'm pumped about that. 
you really do have to see that. It's going to be cool. So we do appreciate all of your guys' support. And let me find a way that I can get myself in here. James Large. I'm trying to get my, my, little, my happy little picture in here. There it is. Is basically I have this. Let's see, full zoom of, let's see, full zoom. Want to tell you, if you haven't seen, David Wood will be debating Daniel Hikachu on Islam and violence. Is, I think it's Muslim and Christian perspectives. You don't want to miss that. Full zoom of James for after show. Okay, I have to let you know about that, but I also have to let you know, you guys, there's a ton of cool stuff coming up. We are about to lock another big one in besides that one. It really is. Keep an eye out as we have been just super encouraged that so many people have been reaching out to us in terms of like, hey, I'd love to come on Modern Day Debate, which is obviously encouraging for us. We're like, hey, that, that sounds awesome. Like, thanks for letting us know. And I am pumped, though. A couple of things. One, if you didn't see it last night, a debate with Flat Earth Aussie, as well as newcomer Jockle. That was a juicy one, a lively one. That's at the bottom right of your screen, and it's not on YouTube. It was live on YouTube. Some of our debates, we occasionally host them live on YouTube. And then after that happens, we put them onto the podcast and take it off of YouTube. The reason being, we really want to let people know, if you didn't know, we do have a podcast, and it's been super encouraging that people have been saying, like, hey, this is actually really useful. And I want to tell you, it's such a piece of cake. We could do it together. If you pull out your favorite podcast app right now, I've got mine, Podcast Addict. It wants an update, I think. But here it is. You can see the Modern Day Debate logo in the middle at the top. You see that blue and black logo? That is the Modern Day Debate podcast. And I highly encourage you, my friends, check it out as it's been encouraging that so many people have said, hey, that's actually really useful. I use it while I'm cooking. I use it while I'm cleaning the house. Bob has said he uses it while he goes to the beach and just gets some sun. I encourage you. It's been a, a, apparently really useful for people. And so we want to let you know about that. And so if you want to see that debate on whether or not gravity is a hoax, I hey, you can listen to it on the go. And it's nice. Right now, it's there's no ads. So it's another nice thing if you're like, well, you know, like if I can, if I listen to it on YouTube, oftentimes we'll put an ad in like every 10 to 15 minutes or something like that. And depending on the channel, sometimes it's, I've seen channels by the way, where it's like every two minutes and I'm like, come on. <clears throat> Intelligent square debates is the one, the one I'm talking about, which by the way, we're encouraged that we are pursuing the vision. We really do want to be the channel namely the most neutral channel on, on YouTube, as well as the fastest and biggest debate channel such that when people have a debate that they want to do, they say, hey, we trust modern-day debate. We heard about them. Let's go on there. As Intelligent Squared is one, it's the only one that I know of that's like an official debate channel that's admittedly bigger than us. I have to say, though, if you look at their average views per video, I'm encouraged that we have been making a bigger impact. And I think the reason is we've just got more fresh topics more new speakers, more variety. And so that's encouraging. And I want to say, most of all, we have you guys. You guys as a team have made this channel epic. And so I want to say thanks so much in helping us fulfill that vision of being YouTube's premier, YouTube's clearest 
best objective channel so that someday on Twitter when PewDiePie and Mr. Beast have a, a debate and they say, you know what, let's instead of doing this debate over tweets, let's do this on video. Someone will have just tons of people will reach out and say, hey, modern day debate is where you should do it. We are excited about that future, my dear friends. So deliberate creation, good to see you as well as benevolent intelligence. Thanks for your kind words. Says you've made a great channel and a great community, James. We all appreciate it. Thanks for that. Seriously, that means more than you know. And Eric Nelson, good to see you, as well as Perpetually Annoyed, good to see you. And Porch Min, thanks for coming by. Joshua Alex says, how much do you have to do to get that PhD all wrapped up? I'm almost all but dissertation. I've got my comprehensive exam this fall within a month, actually. So I've got, it's been busy with that. And then after that, it'll be close to being ABD or all but dissertation. Namely, it means I'll just be doing research and teaching for the last extra year or potentially two. And so... We are encouraged. I'm encouraged about that. It's been a fun time. It's been, it stretches me, that's for sure. But I'm, I'm excited about the future. And Lacey Ann, good to see you, says, just hit the thumbs down twice so they really know you didn't like it. That's funny. And then Mallory's Asylum, good to see you, says, juicy. I couldn't agree more. So much juiciness. And then let's see here. I've got to run in a second, but want to say thanks, everybody, for your support. And Melody, Kate, thanks for coming by, says, looking forward to the ghost debate. That's right, you guys. I am pumped about this. You don't want to miss it. I am pumped that for the first time, his name is Dominic. And so if you're like, hey, what is this ghost debate about, James? Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds kind of weird, man. And what about this ghost hunter? Well, on the bottom right of your screen, you can see it. Ghost hunter versus skeptic. That's on Thursday. You don't want to miss that, folks. So hit that. Don't just hit the subscribe button. Also, once you hit the subscribe button, hit that notification bell. That way, you for sure get a notification. You can click the notification bell and make sure you hit it so that it says all debates or all videos, all uploads. That way, YouTube lets you know about every upload we do. And then you can just kind of you can kind of pick and choose. And you can say, hey, you know, oh, that topic I'm not really into. But, oh, the ghost one. I'm glad I got a notification for that. And that way, you can come and check that out. So, Good to see you, Cider and Port. Thanks for coming by. And Electromata, thanks for coming by. We are glad you were with us. And thanks for all of your likes, folks. We made it to 201. That's epic. So thanks for all your support, though, you guys. I love you guys. I'm excited about the future. And I'm excited to see you tomorrow night. We'll have a debate. Then we are also, we've got one scheduled for Monday night. I've got to get the event page up. And we just appreciate so many people. It's been so encouraging that so many have been coming to us. In fact, some of our biggest debates that we've hosted recently it was because someone came to us and they said, hey, me and this person already talked. We know we want to debate each other. We know what topic we want to debate on. Will you host us? And we're like, of course we will. So, for example, Harris Sultan versus Daniel Hikachu, which, by the way, was one of our biggest debates in terms of new subscribers finding out about Modern Day Debate. That was just them reaching out and they were like, hey, we've already set this debate up. We know what we want to debate. James, will you host us? And I was like, of course. Thanks so much for doing that. That like makes it so much easier. Like, uh, we'll be happy to. And so we want to say thank you to everybody for all of that help that you do, whether it be through that or through the mods doing a great job in the chat. Thank you for all you do, moderators. It's, a, it's not an easy job, and you do a fantastic job with it. You really do. I mean that. So love you guys. I ex am excited to see you soon, namely tomorrow for that other debate. And that'll be a juicy one. That's on race and crime, namely whether or not the police are systematically racist. And so want to say thanks, everybody. We love you guys. And stick around for more juicy, controversial debates that are coming up. And we'll see you in the future. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.